You are about to enter the realm of Erdseheimel, a magical land full of great treasures, warring nations, and dark dangers. But before that, this is the voice of Aaron, your dungeon master, and you are about to listen to the audio podcast version of our show, D6 Sandtide. If you wish to watch the original broadcast of D6, episodes go live on Sundays at 9 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on the Patreon and the following week on the D6 YouTube channel. Afterwards, the audio versions will be released on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcast platforms, Saturdays at 6 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Now, whether you're listening to this at work, driving, or prefer the audio format, please be aware of your surroundings and listen to your podcast responsibly. Thank you all, and let's get into the show. Hello! Hi. And welcome everyone to D6, <laughs> where I'm going to bring together several friends from across the internet to play on a D&D show. Wait, this is a show? Shit. Yeah, this is a show. It's a Yarr. show. I, yeah, we're not a live show, but we're a show. Okay, well, I guess So that we're counts. dead. Hmm. Well, D&D we might be dead a show. Yeah, we're, we are a pre-filmed show. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> any, uh, any which uh, direction... Uh, welcome back, everyone. Uh, I don't think I really have too many D6 announcements uh, thus far, because anything that would have been released is released. We will see. Um, oh, one of the other major announcements, uh, at least for today, uh, or for today's episode, uh, we are down array as uh, they are currently attending a family event. If you will notice so, that uh, empty spot right there on our on our little roll. The husband oh, is Captain, missing. Captain. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> they will they will return uh, for the next filming, and then, uh, yeah, a lot of the stuff to happen for that. But for right now, we are in mm. this episode. Uh, aside from that, uh, to our wonderful people over on YouTube, to those who are watching, just another thorough, quick reminder, if you are watching our show and you're enjoying what we do about 60% of you who are our viewers are not subscribed Uh, yeah well not to shame them you know shame shame them more no shame shame Shame. they deserve it (laughs) I suppose so Uh, (laughs) uh, hitting the subscribe button really does help the channel it helps the algorithm uh, acknowledge that uh, we are a channel worth looking at, and, you know, this is, unfortunately, a YouTube game, and we are YouTube players, so uh, if you'd be so kind, it, please subscribe and hit the bell icon, I really appreciate it. Um, over the course of the week, of course, our shorts will be coming out, not just only over on YouTube, but also uh, uh, TikTok, which Andrew runs. Hey. Um, our homebrew stuff. I'm sure has already been released and uh, if you wish to help us out then by all means go and check out our Patreon at D6EOE Patreon slash D6EOE and uh, if uh, you help donate it helps fund the show Um, I have thrown a lot of money into this passion project and at some point I want to actually see if it might be financially viable to continue doing this so yeah, fun uh, <laughs> that being all said, do, 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 
anything else I'm missing? I'm relatively sure there might be something I'm missing. Hmm. What? Yeah, I don't know. Well, yeah, right. have you mentioned all uh, the special things that Patreon can see? Oh, yes. Uh, like our homebrew documents. And Ooh. you also get to see the episode a week early for wow. uh, D6 Antoid, uh as well as get access to our... Uh, to all the cut content before the edit and in the middle of the edit, so that way uh, you guys get to see what we kind of just talk about randomly. I didn't do it in the last campaign, but maybe this one is a bit different for you guys. See what we uh, see what we goof around about uh, before we start filming. And oh my uh, god, do we goof! So yeah. much goofing. <laughs> Real goof 'em up content. You guys <laughs> would love it. Um. <laughs> Uh, also, uh, also, also, if you donate a certain amount, you get the opportunity to vote for a name for an NPC that will show up eventually. So, there's that. Alright. Uh, nothing else pressing, I'm assuming? I don't think so. Just that blood moon over the horizon. There's a bad moon on the rise. Alright. I won't do any more because that could be copyright claim. <laughs> <laughs> that being said, let us get into today's session of D6. <laughs> False sense of comfort. <laughs> Gentle. <sighs> <laughs> Alright. So. Where we had last left off. After leaving Yimnin and the Forest of Spiritsu and traveling eastward to find an individual simply known as Arona, you all quickly find yourselves at a blockade that is preventing you to travel all the way through the Arden Channel. After making way to Fort Arden and begin discussing with some of the local individuals there, you run into an old friendly face uh, that of Rudius Thatch and begin discussion of talking to the general who is currently stationed here at the fort in order to uh, in order to find a way through the blockade. However, during that evening, uh, after catching uh, getting some food, you are all caught up in a massive assault onto the fort, and unfortunately, Mirad being nearly permanently killed in the uh, in the effort. However, the assailant, had, uh, having sustained an injury and ran away, uh, you all found yourselves locked in some political matters before quickly resolving uh, with the assistance to the entirety of the fort and thus beyond. After assisting the general, Maven Poe, in trying to collect pieces of rumors and information, you were all given the rights through the blockade uh, by helping out the fort. As all of you begin to board onto the Nightwish uh, during this early uh, 
this early morning. Uh, oh no, wait, you'd be closer to her. It's the evening. Evening. Right yeah, we did all the helping the stuff. <laughs> As all of you board, you see that Mirad, it looks a little bit more lethargic than usual as he begins to stumble towards the uh, the captain's quarters. Uh, not too long after that, the ship does begin the process <clears throat> of embarking. As all of you begin to sail out into the Arden Channel. After about a few hours, before sunset, uh, you do happen to reach towards the blockade, and having met that sailor from earlier, this is just so that way we're not sitting on top of this for two uh, you do hand off the documentation, and you are gladly allowed to pass through the artichoke. Yay! <laughs> at, least, at least that was a success. Hooray! Now we're off to the Xi'an Sea. Yeah. And as such, you all start heading closer out towards the east as you now enter uh, enter the Xi'an Sea after passing in a, about another hour or so what is this large land bridge that connects both the continent of Alanon and the continent of Volnstan together. After finally passing this massive land bridge, you all kind of take a stop to discuss the next stretch of your plans. What plans do we have if our captain is, uh... Kind Incapacitated? Of, yeah. Well, I suppose the first plan, the first plan is to uh, make sure that you're secured. Yeah, no, I'm keeping an eye on that. Just staring up at the sky. <laughs> Side eye. Um, beyond that, I'm not really sure what we can do, aside from just weigh anchor and, and wait. I mean, the ship seems to be going where we need to go. I think we just survived tonight, then. Thoughts and prayers. God gives you, like, that side look. <laughs> Is that supposed to be a joke at the only cleric on the ship? <laughs> no. Was that a joke? I was ready to pray. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know if you want me praying to a death goddess for you tonight, though. That seems a little... Backwards? Much. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Dear I, Death Goddess, please don't take the rest of us. <laughs> given Love, Roloy. <laughs> can't even keep a straight face on that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'll tell her you said hi. <laughs> oh, sweet. I'm pen pals with the Raven Queen. Uh, I think okay. the best course of action She's for ev everyone's safety is uh, <laughs> that I just stay down below and locked up for tonight. I And she just looks at Winry. I don't want to repeat. No, I, I understand. Um, 
you know, I, I think I think it wouldn't be a bad idea for uh, somebody to stay up high to keep an eye on everything. Uh, maybe to have someone down below well, to keep an eye on you, and then you someone still, up on the deck. The ship still needs to be attended to, for sure, but... Yes. In all seriousness, well, I could keep you pacified uh, with Arcadians. Maybe. This is a blood moon, and this is dealing with lycanthropy, so I'm not sure. Well, we'll obviously take other precautions as well. Yeah. Anyways. <laughs> Sounds so serious. Because it is. Yeah. Uh, sorry, Rilla, you you uh, you didn't get to experience her uh, claws. Listen, I'm I, I have a lot to deal with, including trying to accept the fact that now you're Uncle Roloy in some future. So, oh yeah, I think it's kind of fitting. You have an uncle look about you. <laughs> I can... <laughs> an uncle vibe about me. Yeah. Uh, you know, the beard, you're a little silly. It's giving uncle. <gasps> a little silly? Okay, very uh, silly. He's about I'll to amp this up. <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> now you've done it. Just, uh, I guess we should probably make sure to eat first and make sure everything's set for the rest of the night then. Are we allowed to touch anything in the kitchen? Uh, I don't think- It's not think like Marauder <laughs> can stop us. And it's not like I can really help you. Looks at big ass hands. No, but when he gets back up, he'll be mad. Well, it's either that or starve, and I'm not about to have you guys starve. Well, given I'm not dead after the fiasco with the Hornsby here, uh, I think we'll be okay. That that was just <gasps> replaceable food. It's it's the knives. It, it's his knives. Well, I don't think any of us are going to be too ambitious. Uses Looks a knife on a nonstick pan. Just <laughs> <laughs> trying his best to keep a straight face. <laughs> Just be careful so that way he doesn't turn your bird into, you know, nuggets. Yeah, yeah, don't worry. <laughs> Chimp him nuggets. Mm. I, I'm, I'm not sure. I'm not sure how good he would taste. I mean, there's not too much meat on him, so. Do you really want to experiment with that? The answer's no. <laughs> when just, we will just kind of look at her shoes and not answer that question. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well, if we're going for simple, how about like some eggs? Yeah. I don't even think we have to touch a knife for that. No, I don't think so. Fry up some eggs. Sounds good. Eggs and rice. Let's do it. Yep. I guess that'll be nice. Um, Amaletto rice. Alright, uh, who's cooking then? Who's gonna cook? Holly will volunteer to make eggs and rice. Okay. Can't mess that up. Uh, <laughs> give me... I thought so. <laughs> uh, give me a sleight of hand check. Arid eggs. Hand. <laughs> We're gonna screw eggs. 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 eggs pretty easily. At worst, they'll probably be a little bit crunchy and freaking scrambled. <laughs> at worst, they're ru they're rubbery. <laughs> oh god! <laughs> no. Okay, give me another slide of hand check. 
I'm nine. Okay. Yeah. That one's way better. 16. Okay. Uh, it's not hard to fuck up eggs, but it's also equally not hard to, uh, to make them perfectly. There is a DC five. <laughs> so you do, you do make eggs relatively easily. Uh, you know, a little, uh, a little well spiced and, you know, salt, pepper, a little bit of a, uh, and a little bit of, uh, tomato sauce off to the side just for it. And then a the rice is perfect. It's fluffy. It has the perfect bite uh, bite ratio to it. And as the night begins to roll from from daylight what are your last plans before the night begins Cotton's- to fully enter? Going straight down to the brig and making sure she is locked up this time around. <sighs> Alright, let's see. Am I going down? It's up to you. I'm not going to make any of you do that. I think my Someone best bet is... Someone has to lock it, but, you know. Yeah, I think my best bet is to stay up on deck. Winry, if you're... Winry doesn't want to say it, but she is a little bit nervous. Mm. All right. If you're going down. ready to like subdue her, if necessary, then perhaps it's best if you're the one with her. But like, leave the door up to the main deck open so you can shout if you need it. I'm a little worried about our wizard being stuck with our. I'll be room. fine. I'll be fine. Hmm. <laughs> sure. <laughs> when have I ever steered you wrong? Well, I'm not going to validate that with a response. <laughs> exactly. You can't think of one. This is this is giving I'm Cotton so much confidence. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so Rolo, now you you head downstairs? Yep. Uh, yes. Alright. When I do, uh, behind me, I'm going to cast uh I'm going to ritual cast alarm. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to make it audible to everyone. So in case something happens and she does get past me, everyone will be alerted to the events. Okay. What's the sound that it makes? <laughs> Containment <laughs> breach! Containment <laughs> breach! <laughs> okay. Alright. I just need to, needed to know that. <laughs> Alrighty. So, Cotton, as you make your way down into the brig and you lock yourself behind the bars mm-hmm. and Rolla, you kind of just take a seat next there and you can just see just barely out through one of the wooden windows as the night sky begins to change into a certain hue. Portholes. Uh, Holly, Holly, Winry, where? Uh, well, Winry, you're on top of the ship, right? Yep, uh, I'm up top. Right. Uh, here's the question: I don't know if I want to be up in the uh, crow's nest, keeping an eye on everything, or if I want to be down on deck. You are a spellcaster. It is I fine for you to be caster. all the way up there. <laughs> you know what? I, I think I'm. I think I'm gonna scramble up there and keep Hornsby as an extra set of eyes. 
Reminds me, I'm gonna this document in just a moment. Uh, oh dear! And where is Holly? Holly will be sitting in meditation on the deck, waiting to okay. see how things go. Okay. <laughs> Pardon me. Cotton for a last second, though, would use a little... We have those little, like, uh, rings of uh, ascending now to straight to Holly going, can you make sure that the captain's quarters is also locked, just in case? Alright. Will do. She Thank gets you. up and goes and locks the captain's quarters. Right. Here's how I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna go across the table. You're going to jump yes. Marauder in his sleep? No. There's something else happening there, but I won't say. Listen, with with the force of the of the blood moon, who knows what'll happen? Mm. Yeah. Some people might like that. I think we all just simultaneously remembered we had those rings of sending now. <laughs> <laughs> you can hear me. Cotton. Yeah. I need you to roll me two intelligence saves. Two of them. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, 16. Ah! Fucking mosquito. And. <laughs> a 16 and a 14. Because <laughs> the mosquito just flew in my face. So a 16 and a 14. Alright. As. The night begins. And you feel a sweeping energy fill the air, along with the sea. As all of you begin to see the bloody red hue begin to permeate throughout the entirety of the ship and outside. Cotton. Uh Uh-huh. What is the most detestable thing you can think of? Detestable thing? Yes. What is the mo- what is the worst thing you can say to a human being? You're asking me. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't even I wasn't prepared for that one. I don't know. I'm sorry. <laughs> so, Todd, you look at Roloy and Smile. I want you to say <laughs> the worst thing about Roloy. I know. <laughs> Roll so, play. I'm. Fuck. The worst thing I could say about Roloy? Mm-hmm. Cut deep. <laughs> Come on. I'm hit, actually hit. drawing a blank. <laughs> I'm sorry. I know. It's so hard to think of bad things you can say about me. <laughs> no, I'm like legitimately drawing a blank. Hold on. I'm really sorry. <laughs> Alright. While you're thinking on that. <coughs> Holly. Make me a wisdom check. Okay. 
15. As you're sitting there meditating, and as you look up to the sky and you see a blood-red moon, you suddenly hear a screech, almost as if a million ravens are screaming in your ears. Okay, she's on her feet, looking yeah. around for where that's coming from. Yeah, it is so loud to a point where you're grasping your head. Uh, okay, she's gonna look up and see if if she can see Wenry from where she is, if Wenry's having the same reaction, or if it's oh. just her. Ooh, we'll get to Wenry in a moment. <laughs> Roll it. Yeah. Make me an intelligence check. Intelligence check. Alright. Here I go. Uh, 19. 19. You feel there's something wrong. As suddenly you feel the shard of dunamancy kind of pull out itself as it floats before you. As suddenly you begin to hear cracks and the sound of glass beginning to break and fracture. Almost as uh, if there's this repeated beat of Hmm. Don't like that. Whatever's in there better stay in there. Yeah. I'm warning you. And Winry. Make me a constitution saving throw. Oh, of course, it has to be constitution. Okay. Uh, sure. Oh, phew, dirty 20. 30, 20? Okay. You begin to hear the sound of four whispers trying to enter within your mind, almost as if something is trying to persuade you as you feel energy is drawn from your body straight into the cling hats. Winner will probably at the first sound of the whispers usher Hornsby to perch up higher at the crow's nest so he's out of immediate reach. She will just try to take deep breath. <sighs> yep. I need you to roll me a d4 as well. Uh, just a d4? Yep, and if it's a one, you reroll. Okie dokie. Uh, it would be a two, sir. You gain a personality trait. Oh boy! Uh... You become... You become more careless. You begin to have less restraint in your words and actions. As long as you're having a good time, nothing else matters. You feel like anyone that attempts you to talk you down from being too uptight, and you have to make fun of them. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> it's not the United States of whatever. Alright. Hmm. Cotton, have you come up with a good thing to say to Roloy? 
I did my best. Thank you, Kendra. <laughs> You're welcome. So this is just a sudden, like, feeling coming over her, I guess, like everyone else is yeah. dealing with. All right. Uh, Cotton was probably looking out the window until, like, that happened. And it's just, she's not going to even turn to look at him. It's just suddenly her voice goes low and she's like, you know, you're a nosy know-it-all with the worst kind of magic. A coward afraid of death so much so that you have the audacity to cheat time. <gasps> How dare you. If she turns her head, all you're going to see is purple in those eyes. As she turns her head. Uh, by the way, you lose a point in humanity. Uh, I better. <laughs> humanity? It, it's a thing. Hmm. And as you turn your head, you, Roloy, as you hear that. As you look and see, just behind the bars, the figure has grown in size. Not twice in size, but definitely bigger. As you notice that that purple eye is is not really purple right now, but red. Well, that's new. And Cotton, you begin to feel hungry. I had a feeling that was going to be the theme of the night. <laughs> and there is only one thing in this immediate area that looks like food. Yeah. She's behind bars, but that's not going to stop her, I guess. She's going to swing at it. Make me a strength check. Strength? Okay. Ooh. There we go. Turn off the sound. There we go. 16. 16? As you walk over to the metal bars, as you grab hold of them, you hear the metal bend and creak, Roloy, as she tears them off of the hinge and drops the door. Ah. Listen, I promise you, I didn't know that was gonna happen. <laughs> Wonder if we should have splurged for the uh, stronger bars here, but that's well, okay. we did. We did get chains, but in cotton. Make an attack. Okay. This is 21. 21? That'll hit. No, too high. No, it's too high. (laughs) And this is with a bite attack. Oh, bite? Okay. Uh, Yay. The full force. 11. Ow. As... You spring towards Roloy as your teeth sink into his shoulder and you pull back as pieces of flesh are flying. You notice Cotton at this point is losing. 
And Roloy, you are trapped in a room <laughs> not with a friend, but possibly with a monster. We have the rings of sending. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> the one time a fire truck ever drives around here. <laughs> Alright, Roley, what are you doing? Uh, uh hmm. Does the, aside from the red eyes, does Cotton look any different than usual? Yes, she looks bigger and more threatening. Hmm. Like werebear size going on, as you talk about? She's probably bordering on becoming a large creature. Oh boy. I see. Well, I'm going to. First. Going to cast mirror image on myself. Thank God and I don't have Mage Slayer right now. Then I'm going to spend two sorcery points and I'm going to quick cast a firebolt. Are you? Yeah. You can take it. No, I know. Besides, you said all those mean things to me. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see now. Let's see. Hey, yep, this is gonna be that. Oh. Uh, 12? No. Let's see. <laughs> As you go to release uh, a firebolt out of your hand, uh, it is immediately grabbed with the entirety of a claw and then you just feel as your arm is getting twisted around uh. as the spell fizzles out before you manage to slip out between the claws. Okay. Come on, then. You think you're tough enough? (laughs) (laughs) You have sending? You can tell the crew. I've got this. Alright. Cut. Uh Uh-huh. Make another attack roll. Hey! 21! That hits. <laughs> you know, Roloy, if you ask for help, why is it that I roll the best when it's against my own team? Because <laughs> the dice are cruel that way. Wait a minute, I cast mirror image of myself. You need to actually see if you hit one of my clones. That is true. So, uh, what do I roll for that? You need to roll... Uh, you need to roll a d20... <laughs> Just a straight d20? 
Yeah, straight d20. Uh, <laughs> 11. Oh, that hits a clump. Okay, cool. As you pull some fractions of time together, and you begin to hear more sounds of that breaking glass rolloy as you see this larger form of cotton just swipe at one of the mirror images as you just back away even further. <laughs> just wave to the mirror image. <laughs> Thank you for all uh, your hard work. If you run, I have to point out fairly, she does have Sentinel if she does take an attack and opportunity against you. I'm staying right there. Okay, I'm just giving a fair word. Rolloy, what are you doing? Um, I'm I'm glad you chose Bite, by the way, because Claws would mean I have two attacks. I'm going to cast Withered Bloom at second level. So you need to make a constitution saving throw. Alright. The barbarian. <laughs> you had to say it out loud. Eleven. <laughs> that fails. You take... Uh, nine points of necrotic damage. You're also about to take damage. Nope. Yeah. I'm, gonna, I'm about to heal. When you take damage from a creature within 10 feet of you, you can use the gift of the gem dragon. Well, use it, because I'm about to heal. Cool. You have to make a uh, saving, a strength saving throw of 11. Ah. Strength saving throw. Oh, that's a two. You failed. Hmm. And you're taking six points of force damage, and you're getting pushed Ooh. ten feet away. Hey, that was forced movement. <laughs> that means I can run away yep. now. <laughs> yep. As, your, as your body gets hit backwards, you hit the door as a burst of psychic energy exits uh, exits through cotton. Uh, <laughs> uh, I knew you were going to do that. Um, All you're getting is just snarls and growls from her right now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, And I heal. I heal for... uh, I can spend two hit dice. Um, Not bad. I heal for 12. Ooh, that is pretty good. You are holding up. Alright. At this point, as up on top of the deck, Holly, as the continued screeching in your mind slowly begins to pull back, you find yourself in a daze as you are confused as to what that was. And you also begin to hear whispers from beyond the veil. (laughs) You begin to hear the witch queen. The witch queen. She rises. She's returned. They welcome her. What? She comes. (laughs) 
Who are you talking? What are you talking about? Who are you talking about? As you look out towards the sea, you see as countless bodies floating in the water, all the heads twisted and turned with red eyes looking at you. Bigelow, the witch queen, returns. Oh, fuck. As you, Winry, you feel the energy down below as there is a massive burst and magical power that is certain to bring a fight in this general direction at some point. Well, come on, what am I doing up here? You make your way down? She's she's gonna... I wouldn't say cautiously make her way down, but she's she's gonna make sure she doesn't really slip and fall, but she's gonna get down quick as she can. Okay. As you make your way down in... Oh, Hornsby following. Oh, yeah. Uh, Hornsby uh, quickly following as he... Uh, as you see towards the door... You are kind of waiting as you notice, without having initially summoned it, and you notice, Holly, as you look back towards Winry, is that bright, glowing red hair and the sword at her side. Uh, what's What's going on? What do you mean? You look different. Your hair, hi. My hair? What? Uh, Winry will probably at this point notice the Klinghex. Yeah. As you begin to also hear the sounds of whispers in your mind, the Witch Queen. The Witch Queen returns. Igweld is here. Her blade is needed. Do you Wonder hear will, Wonder will probably give a horrified look to, to Holly, just like, I hear whispers about a witch queen. Is that what you're hearing? That's what I'm hearing. Okay, good. I'm, I'm not crazy yet. Do you see the bodies? The bodies? The bodies? Do I, do, you... I see, do I see the bodies? You look out into the side of the sea, there is just the water reflecting the red moon overhead. Ah, uh, no. No bodies. I don't see anything. Oh, great. That's just me, then. But boy, do I hear him. Who the fuck is Igwell? As it sinks back does that down. Name, does that name actually ring a bell? Uh, make a... Make a, make a history check, actually. Uh, that is a 14, sir. 14? Um, there's probably some book somewhere uh, that has spoken about uh, Igwell the Witch Queen. Um, as far as most stories go, she was a powerful sorceress. Um, and in the course of a time, she just suddenly disappeared. Well then. 
Uh, I, um... Uh, Holly, this, this doesn't seem very good. Uh... We should check on the others. Probably. Uh, roll, uh, she will probably bring up her room, just like, Rolla, what's the status of things down there? Things are going a little bit, uh, aside from how I planned them, but we're all right down here, I think. <laughs> as, I think we should help him. As yeah. he says that, you you both also hear a a scream for help in the voice of Cot. Oh, jeez. Oh! <laughs> Com- coming from down... <laughs> In the below decks area? No, from the ring. Oh, okay. Oh dear. Hmm. Uh, we yeah, we gotta yeah, let's boogie. We gotta go. Yeah. Yep. Yep. <laughs> let's bounce. <laughs> Before you guys can get below deck, uh, Cotton, make another attack roll for me. Okay. Do it. Come on, yeah, pansy. Twenty-two. <laughs> I do. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh! But does she hit a clone or you? That's no, true. That's I got it. That is true. Need to roll right. another d twenty. Let me just bring this down. Nineteen. Uh, hey, you just hit a clone now. <laughs> <laughs> do I still roll damage on it or not? It, it explodes immediately. Oh, okay. Got, got it. Got it. Just as another. A large bite comes through as your mirror images are beginning to fade. Your sacrifice is not in vain. (laughs) He names them all. (laughs) They're all Roloi. (laughs) Roloi Alpha, Roloi Beta. Roloi Prime. It's a very very tight room down here, Roloi. What are you uh, planning to do? She needs to get back in her fucking cage. <laughs> uh, I'm going to hold off the uh, <clears throat> Ring of Spellstorm. And I'm going to cast Tidal Wave. Oh. All right. There's an enormous wave of water and- gushes out of the Ring of Spellstorming. I need you to make Got a it. dex saving throw. Okay, before I do that, quick question. She's not raging, she's triggered, right? This is a this is beast trigger. I will also account for rage because Okay. She's I wanna fully make sure gone. because I yeah. want you to let you know if she's raging, she also can't use her spells, so just it's just right. everything else. Alright, cool. You said Dex, correct? Dex saving throw. Alright. Please roll a one. I'll take a two. <laughs> two works, you do fail. Uh, you are pushed. Um, on a failed second throw, a creature takes 48 bludgeoning damage, is not prone. Uh, creature takes half as much on a success as it is not. You're not prone. Uh, yeah, you're, you're not prone, you take... Oh, I have advantage on decks, hold on a second. Oh my god. <laughs> Oh, oh right! A natural twenty. Of, uh, <laughs> oh natural no. Natural twenty. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, you're not knocked prone. <laughs> you're also taking half of twenty-three bludgeoning damage. You said how much? Sorry. Half of twenty-three. Eleven. Okay. All right. Uh, do you still manage to push Cotton back? Uh, nope. no, she's not knocked prone now that she succeeded. No, gotcha. but he definitely did damage, so he's definitely gonna have to do another strength save with the gift of the gem dragon. 
<laughs> I'm just getting blasted out of the fucking... <laughs> Sorry! <laughs> I, I am... <laughs> But we're about walk to find out how, walk out how there bad this is going to be. Bruce. Nine. Nine? Yeah. Uh, did you make the save? Oh, right. Uh, eleven strength. strength yeah, eleven. That's fifteen. You hey. beat it, so you're not being pushed, but you're definitely still taking half the damage of nine, so five. Uh, I wanted to be pushed, though. <laughs> Just get blasted out from underneath the, the poop deck. I'm going back in. Just soaked and bruised. Sorry. Right. You're just getting hit by either her bites or just the faint blue image of a sapphire dragon. <laughs> Cotton. Yeah. Make me an intelligence save. Alright. 17. Nice. Thanks. I don't know what it means. You you are filled with an immense amount of fear as you lose another point in humanity. As you suddenly do not wish to be in the same vicinity as Roloy, as you jump over him and break through the door and begin to move as quickly as possible to the upper deck. I also well, my alarm would go off. Yeah, I would also yep. like y'all to Contamous, understand that she still has the uh, the cloak of the manta ray. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Oh, right. Uh, what, what does that one do again? I can swim up to 60 feet and breathe underwater. <laughs> ah, Jesus. Yep. Okay, uh, we can't let you get off the boat. That's as, awesome. Almost as if a rampaging beast making their way through these tight spaces as they make their way up to the top deck as you both notice in the blood red moonlight a much more bestial and fearsome creature that is caught closer oh to that my. Of that's that's terrifying oh oh he did something oh no <laughs> shit <laughs> Oh no. Oh dear. And because she's also triggered, she has her she she has everything, including blind sight and her jump as well. For those strictly listening and not uh, watching anything, uh Aaron has gone to go get something. Yeah. I'd also like to let you know, I'm very happy he chose the bite for the rage, because if it was the claws, I'd attack you twice. Yeah. Yeah. And uh there there would be a they're probably However, sliced and diced Roloid. However, I once I you. drop below 50% of my health, every time I bite you, I then start to heal. I could take you. Yeah. <laughs> Roloid's just down there with leg bite where he's like, I'm okay. Yep. Su- Surprise, guys. I have your boss battle today. <laughs> oh. What is that? Oh. It's, you. it's also very I'm gonna dark. Need, I'm gonna need a close-up of that figure. Oh, uh, I can definitely do that. The lights are oh, off. Wow. What in the... It is dark. I yeah, thought you'd have is. at least a red light today. I could. Just a moment. 
I'm prepared. Five points from Gryffindor. Usually I have this plugged in. Would Gryffindor be the type to do lighting, or would that be more Hufflepuff or Ravenclaw? Somebody in the theater arts, help us out here. I mean, the twins were Gryffindor, and they did the fireworks, so... That's That's true. true. That's true. The Weasleys were very talented in that respect. But then we've got Luna. Uh, Is she Gryffindor, or was she Hufflepuff? Luna's a Hufflepuff. Okay. I think. I think. Shit. Don't quote me on that. (laughs) What is that? Um... Menacing. I know, but like, I'd like, is there a way to bring it to the camera? Uh, Just so we can see. So we understand what we're looking at. Oh, Lord. Ah, Yeah, that's uh, uh, a spooky. Listen, I'm having a bad hair day. Luna was a Ravenclaw. Ah, that's right. Anyways. Sorry. It's okay. As she fully enters within this space, I need everyone now to roll me initiative. Okay, ah, of course. Beans. Nine. That's Beans. a seven for me. The Let's way see. I watched it roll off of the 17. Oh. Uh, eight. I'm sorry. Eleven. It was like, should I turn over? Yeah, might as well. <laughs> Roll this one. Wait, did I have to roll the initiative, or you are now? No, this is for something else. Don't oh, worry okay. About it. <laughs> Alrighty, I don't have to worry about too much today. All right. I was gonna say, like, if you need me to go, like, leave for a little bit. <laughs> no, no, no. Roll it. It is top of the round for you. Go ahead me? and uh, yeah. What are you doing? You're oh you're goodness. just below deck. I am just below deck. Uh, well. You know what? I, I suppose that she ran past one. me. Um. Well, I she did. jumped over you. Yeah. So I don't know if you're able to pull an opportunity attack off of that. Okay. <laughs> With what weapon? He was also pushed like I headbutt 10 her. feet away. Boom. Well, let me just for clarity, he were pushed 10 feet away, but um my jumping distance is tripled when I jump if she did that. So I don't know if that's what happened here. Well, I'm going to try and slow you down a little bit. I'm going to cast slow. Alright. I'm assuming as you're kind of just rounding the stairway. Yeah. Second argument. Maybe right there. Oh, I'm in the water. <laughs> it's Not okay, just, 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 just summon Mobius, you'll be fine. Did you see that shit, Mobius? Did right. you hear what she called me? It's all true, but... <laughs> so what do I gotta roll if you're casting slow? Wisdom saving throw, please. Okay, please roll a one. I'm asking you nicely today. An eight. 
<laughs> You're slowed! Thank fuck. Your, uh... Your AC is reduced to by two. Uh, your dexterity saving throws are reduced by two. You can't use reactions. And uh, on any of your turns, you can only make an action or a bonus action, not both. Also, your speed is halved. Okay. Now, I, do I have to make that wisdom save at the end of the turn, too? Uh... A creature affected by this saving throw makes another wisdom save at the end of each of its turns. Okay. Just want to remember right. that. Yep. That's all I can do. Alrighty. Cotton, you're up. So I'm running away from him in particular, or no? Yeah, that's uh, right. It, it, it is a moment in which it allows fear to take over and you escape, but that moment is now over. Uh, as you see Winry. two very... Very interesting creatures that look like food to you. I'm sorry, Wenry, he put you closest. Um, it's okay. It's okay. I I think I might be able to get out of this. Assuming. So, wh what does it do to my attacks? I don't think it does anything to your attacks. Ah. You can only you can only use one of them. Okay. Uh, I only Aaron. have one attack, so. Mm. Aaron, I think I might have missed it. Uh, did you put an effect ring on the. Uh... Oh, yes. Alright, well. A big beast. Just so we don't forget. I'm sorry, this is 26. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry! <laughs> uh, you said bite for this, right? Yeah. Yes. Six. Oh, ouch. oh plus two, it's rage. Ouch. So eight. Eight points. And then I have to make another wisdom? Yep. Yeah, another wisdom saving throw at the end of your turn. Nine. Uh, still a failure. You are still slowed. Cool. Uh-huh. Alrighty. And that'll right, be the so end of Cotton's there. turn. Holly, you are up. Holly is going to look up at Cotton and say... Cast command and say, please lay down. <laughs> <laughs> right, I'm assuming that's a wisdom save? That is a wisdom save. There's the natural one! Hey! Hey! hey. I've never been so that's happy to see so... one. <laughs> please lay down. <laughs> So that should keep her prone for at least a turn. Alrighty. That's all you're gonna do? I think for now, yes. Alright, Winry, you're up. Alright, uh, hmm. Uh, what can I do in this, in this situation? That's the oh. question, isn't it? Alright, uh, uh, Oh jeez. How how do I play a how do I play a careless Winry? Uh careless strike at her. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, well You're having uh, fun. Fighting is fun. Yeah, I, I guess so. I, I guess I guess it must be pretty fun. Uh how about I use a uh 
Oh, you know, that might not be a good idea. Uh, ah, let's use a shocking grasp. All right. She is soaking wet now. And that is a 21 to hit. I'll definitely hit. Yeah. I'm not wearing armor, though, so that doesn't affect me in that sense. Mm. All right. And that is 12 lightning damage. I have advantage on the attack roll if the target's wearing armor. But no, have to I'm uh, not. Target is wearing armor. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. Just making sure I got everything there. Yeah. And, I was uh, just letting you know. And upon <laughs> uh, successfully hitting you with a shocking grasp, tag, you're it! And she will uh, take the opportunity while you're prone to uh, take off to uh, the upper part where uh, Holly is. Before you do, Uh-oh. make me a wisdom saving throw, Henry. Everybody's rolling wisdoms! <laughs> oh, phew, that is a 19. 19? You feel almost as if it would be welcoming to attack them again. As you feel the blade call to cut this threat. I called it. I called it, Caleb. I called it. (laughs) (sighs) As you manage to pull yourself away from that as taking a moment, you then Make your way. Make your way. Up over there, and that'll be the end of Winry's turn. Will it? What about Hornsby? <gasps> Do you really oh, want yes. Hornsby, Hornsby to be right there? <laughs> no, I don't want Hornsby to be right there. Uh, I imagine Hornsby is probably a little bit more cautious than I am, and probably sees this big thing. It's just like, ah, crap! Scrock! <sighs> Cotton just expertly descales him. <laughs> <laughs> Oh no! <laughs> Alrighty. Is that it for, uh, for Hornsby? I believe so. I believe right, his good. animal sense is a little bit more. Get the hell out of there! <laughs> Rolla, you again begin to hear the fracturing of glass become even louder as if something is bound to break through. All right, and, calm down. <laughs> as you're beginning to hear almost as if a the sound of revving and a well up of energy. Revving? Mm-hmm. Like... A chainsaw? Mm. <laughs> no, it's, it's, either, it's either a chainsaw kind of or a some weird motorized vehicle. <laughs> yeah. All right. So and that, a jet ski... Roll away. It's your turn. I probably ought to see to that. <laughs> um, just looking at the shard of Dunamancy, does it appear uh, damaged outwardly at all? No. Okay. Does this seem like something magically I could... Uh, begin to start quelling? You can attempt to make an arcana check. Alright. Arcana check. Um, 16. 16? 
as you begin to try and use magic to try and contain whatever is inside of it, there is no stopping it. There is the constant sound of breakage and a faint screaming in the background. As you try to quell it with magic, you've only emboldened it dramatically. Okay. <laughs> As you hear that sound, that revving, you begin to notice that the timelines are beginning to fracture around you. As you hear another crack of glass beginning to pierce through the veil. Right. That's not no good. Alright. Well, fine then. I'll, I'll deal with you in a moment then. Uh, priorities. <laughs> Gotta keep my crewmates from ravaging me. Uh, hotness slowed. Um, can't take reactions. Can't take reactions. I'm going to... Just prone. I'm going to get to the top of the deck. Um... Yes. Uh... I do have 35 movement speed, if I could just get a little... Okay. little bit over to the... Yeah, right here? there we go. That's good. Okay. Just out of immediate uh, reach. Out of immediate reach is all. Uh, I'm going to hit her with a level one magic missile. Pew, pew, magic pew, 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 missile! Just got to make sure she's as weak as possible for what I'm about to do. Sleep. Uh, so Cotton is taking four, eight, Uh, 13 points of force damage. Okay. That's it. Alrighty. That's all for now? That's all for now. Next turn's gonna be a doozy. Okay. So command is done now, I'm assuming? It was for one turn. Yep. As... Wait, is that you, one of Holly's turn, or...? It, it is Cotton's turn right now. I know, but uh, uh, the command, thought is... Command Holly... only lasts one turn. Yes, but the thought is Holly's end... turn was right after Cotton's. Does it end on Cotton's turn, or Holly's turn? Yeah, that's my question. Uh... Well, we have resources, one sec. I can tell yeah. you right now. It just says you, one you, round. Yeah, you issue the command, and then... Well, it says it ends... So, because I used... Rovel, it says it ends your turn. Your turn before mine. So I guess it ends uh, on me? So it it takes effect on the affected person's turn. Okay, so it's... it only lasts for one round. So this was the whole round? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So now I just have to do what I gotta do now. Mm-hmm. Alright, so... As you stand up... <sighs> I need you to make me another intelligence save. Okay. Sixteen? Sixteen. As you look out closer towards Roloy, 
you Hello. no longer bare your teeth as suddenly you see the large hands and the claws extend out even further. What? As even slowly as possible. Make me those claw attacks, if you will. Oh, dear. The long claws, not the rage reminder, claws, because I can't switch. Reminder, you can only make one. Yeah, I only have one attack. And does Roloi have one more clone left? Or was that I it? I do. I do have one more clone. Okay. So oh. I'm using the long claws from the trigger. I can't switch to the beast claws, because I'm using bite for that already. Just to be fair. And it disconnected, but I rolled an 18 plus 6. Alright, well, so I need to roll, you need to roll another d20. Yeah, I'll see if it hits a clone. Roll it on here, because I gotta reconnect it. 10. Why did you disconnect? That is less than an 11, so it hits me. <laughs> so, you're getting hit with the long claws. Oh, and plus, roll me an extra d8. Yeah, hold on. So that's 7 plus d8. 2. Yeah, mm-hmm. so. So nine points of slashing damage and a D eight. Another D eight. Four. Am I also adding the two to that too because of the rage? Nope. Okay. These longer Ow. claws as they go and they swipe at you as they gouge into your side haunch. As you see, it's almost as if this creature is just standing okay. over you. One second. And I failed my concentration check on slow, so that's done now. Reconnectings. She is no longer slowed. I'm no longer slowed. Alrighty. And that is end of Cotton's turn, I'm assuming. Uh, yeah. Since I don't have to make the wisdom. Alright, Holly, you're up. Winry, you're on deck. Oh, Question. Is this lycanthropy a condition affecting her? If I cast Lesser Restoration, Mm. will it help to peel back some of this onion? (laughs) (laughs) Get us a little bit more uh, cotton. I love it when we ask questions that get the DM just looking through his resources. Because I, I could be right and I could be wrong. I feel it in my gullet. He's going to say no. Uh, it will have to be no because it only affects blinded, deaf, and paralyzed and poison. Yeah, you're, it's okay. a, you're looking for... It's, a, you're it's look- a status cure, not really a cure-cure. Well, lycanthropy is... Okay, it would have to be probably like a more powerful restoration. Greater yeah, restoration. Greater restoration probably. Probably. Would probably. Gotcha. Yeah, but I don't have that yet. Alright, mm-hmm. uh, well, we're going to get started with... Uh, Shooting a cure wounds over at Roloy. We're gonna cure do that at second touch. level. You. you have to touch huh? him. Cure wounds is touch. Okay. All right. Move me over. <laughs> okay. She charges in. <laughs> touch. <laughs> Boop. <laughs> Which Wenry appreciates because she doesn't like having her cling hex making whispers with her friends nearby. <sighs> Thank you, dear. 
Yeah, I'm still worried about place. you. We'll get to you in a second. Yeah, so you're probably me number two. <laughs> Thank you, dear. Me too. She <laughs> runs over, gives Roloy that. Let's see what you get. Fifteen total health Ooh, back. Nice. Uh, Getting you I back up. Greatly appreciate that. And then she's gonna turn and focus on Cotton. And she's gonna put her hands up and gently touch her and go, Cotton, please try to listen. Please remember who we are. She doesn't want to attack her. Make a persuasion check with disadvantage. Oh. Okay, don't get any. Okay, two of the same. Two nines. My god, I had this experience while I was playing Baldur's Gate 3. <laughs> I rolled two tens. You rolled two tens twice. Twice, yeah. It, crazy. Uh, that is crazy. Unfortunately, you feel like your words are falling on deaf ears as they become more bestial as the minutes prolong. Okay. Um, was that free action because it was just speaking, or is that going to count uh, as my uh, action for this turn? A check, uh, a check like this is usually a free action. Okay. So then, I will hit her with a ray of enfeeblement. What does that guy do? One second. Um, it doesn't say that there's a save, but basically it, you do half damage with any weapon attack or attack that deals uh, with the strength modifier. I don't know if her claws count as weapons. They I don't do. know they how are she's weapons. built. Okay. So then any weapon... There's a con save for this. Strength modifier. There is a con save. Yeah. Yeah. But that's at the end of the target's turn. That's the to save against it at the end of the target's ah, turn. Ah, yeah. The way that the wording it describes, it happens. It's kind of like a, the irresistible dance spell. Uh, basically, you just make somebody dance for an entire turn, and then they have to save after their turn. Uh, there's, it doesn't just stop. <laughs> Yeah, so for at the very least, they can debuff you. Yeah. So, uh... Alright, I will just do that. Magical effect. Oh. Okay. I don't want to kill you, girl! <laughs> Alright. Win rate! Uh, okay, before I do anything here, uh... Connor, how much, uh... How much do I have to whittle little uh, cotton down. <laughs> I'm at that six. That depends on how much... That depends on... Well. You're at six? Yes. <laughs> oh my. <laughs> We've been at this for a little bit. I, I, I guess more than I thought. Okay. I've been doing all the work. It, and you did an excellent job. Thank you, Roloy. Yep. Uh, Winry is going to cast Hideous Laughter. Yes. She's going to aim her Kling Hex towards Cotton, but use the spell. Uh, Cotton can understand 16. common right now, right? 
Even in this form? She would understand common, yeah. Okay, so what's she the safe? She common earlier. Yeah. Uh, wisdom 16. Okay, roll a one. That's a three, All I'll right, take you it. Are, you are now prone. <laughs> Again. And laughing. All right. And uh, at the end of uh, your turn, uh, da, 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 da. each time you take damage, you're going to have to make another. Actually, you're going to have to make another saving throw at the end of your turn. So I have a lot of saving throws to make at the end of my turn if Roloy doesn't just end this. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Alrighty. And uh, cool. with that, uh, Winry, make another wisdom save. Oh uh, boy, oh. my turn. Please, please pass it. That is a 22. Thank God. Ooh. 22. Again, you feel compelled to try and attack as you suddenly feel as if the blade is now trying to jump towards Cotton. And <laughs> your mind is feeling as if something's trying to crawl over and take something as you begin to hear in your head... Oh, so that's where it is. Where what is? My weapon. Oh, your uh, weapon? Uh, she talking to herself? Yeah. Yeah, I, I imagine at this point, Winry's talking to herself. Yeah. As you look up towards past the mast, a figure near the wheel a spectral figure standing there in this very tight corset of an outfit, these long flowing robes, and what looks like to be a crown of bone as oh dear. her long brown hair reaches down to her waist and she looks at you as if something draws you to it. However, you managed to resist something that was coming from that visage. Alright. Winry will probably Snap. snarl at the figure, which I'm not sure anybody else can see. <laughs> uh, probably Holly. She was paying attention. Hmm. Little busy. <laughs> As... I'm a bit busy at the moment. <laughs> I'm a bit busy at the moment. Uh, it is now top of the ground. Roll it. You feel that swell of energy coming from your shard. Just a moment. Hmm. Uh, oh. As you suddenly try and grab hold of the shard and it becomes too hot in your hand. Ow, as it floats in the air and you begin to see as it begins to wildly spin as that revving sound is now beginning to actively permeate throughout the ship as you hear more cracking coming out from behind you as suddenly there is this split and fracture in time as exiting out through the fracture is this tall figure 
wielding what looks like to be two different blades in hand. And then looking towards the back of you two, towards Holly and Roloy and Winry, as you look down, you see what looks like to be a tall fire genasi woman with a bandana overhead and her long burning dreads. And Winry, you notice something in particular. In her right hand is a familiar blade, one that you're holding right now. Oh, and in the my. other is another familiar blade, that of the uh, that which Mirad would hold. The daydream. Uh. Oh my! Ah, a development. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I know this is rich coming from me, but you could you have picked a worse time? This is exactly where I needed to be. Now, to deal with this, as you see as she turns the blade, uh, as the daydream is turned, you see the ship beginning to rustle a bit, almost as if it comes to a very abrupt stop as all of you are thrown to your feet. Ah! Huh? To your horns, horns be squawking as everybody uh, it falls over. Squawk! <laughs> as the ship comes to a very abrupt stop, she is going to use her ability with the daydream and command the ship to grapple a figure on it. As she does... You see all these knight-like ropes beginning to descend and crawl around the body of Cotton. And I need Cotton to make me a strength saving throw. Strength? Okay. How come Moran never did this? He I don't know him. if he could. I don't know if he knew he could. 22. 22? It's not going to be enough. As what? Dang. I can't mm-hmm. fight a whole ship. As several ropes not only just grab around your arms, but they also encase the entirety of your hands and legs as you are then pulled aloft off of the ship as then you are hung there almost as if caged fully. As you are hanging there, you begin to angrily try and snap and move as quickly as you possibly can. However, you are contained at the moment. She's and like an angry are, furry pinata. <laughs> you are you are restrained and you are also stunned. Also I gotta make a bunch of wisdom saves just now, don't I? Mm-hmm. Bad girls How? go to air jail. So it's, it's what's what's what <laughs> Okay, hideous, hideous laughter is wisdom sixteen. Okay. I, there's a lot. You guys gotta help me on that. That's an eight. And then what was the other one? Another wisdom as well? Or no, con. Was the con save? Sixteen. Yeah, yeah for Rave and Feebleman. Yeah, sixteen. Yeah. Uh, I believe sixteen beats Holly's. Yeah, DC. it does. Yeah, my DC's right. fourteen. Well, fine. She's stuck. It's so. okay. She, you're you're stuck and cackling. Uh, and with that, also, uh, I need you to make another intelligence save. 
Six. Six. Well, would would it not have gotten around to my turn before this last one? Uh, the threat has been contained. I know, but just yeah. to avoid any further damage to her, Roloy would probably try to put her to sleep. Sure. You, I'm at six, so whatever you roll, it, just yeah. say it works. <laughs> I'll just, I'll just. If all the it. d8s rolled a one, we'd be fucked. <laughs> Yeah, because that's only five, right? <laughs> don't don't bring that on us. Um, if that if he rolled all ones of five of those, I just walk out of the room. Hang on, let me. Uh... I would forever exit. Oh yeah, <laughs> twenty-eight. All right, as that gnashing and clawing is suddenly met with a quelled and cool breeze before they are promptly put to sleep. (sighs) And the three of you are left there standing with another figure before all of you, before she looks at all of you. Wenry will probably turn her gaze to the prior figure she saw. The lady with the crown of bones. Oh, she's gone. Provisions had disappeared as soon as this figure had entered. Alright. Probably better start explaining. Because I'm lost too, for once. Yeah, I, I would be very interested to know why you're wielding both of those swords, miss. Hmm. Well, all right. Let's state the obvious then, shall we? Oh, by the way, uh, quick question: uh, Is the uh, more careless trait still active? Yes. Okay. <laughs> oh, those okay. traits! Those traits don't just go away. Well, I know. I I just didn't know <laughs> if it was a temporary thing because of the fucking moon. Moon. Damn it, moon, moon. <laughs> as as you see as she stands there you can see as she puts away both blades one is conjured away and the other one is placed in a familiar sheath so let's state the obvious first it looks towards Roloy I'm here because of him. He shrugs. Damn it, Roloy! <laughs> well, not you're, me. You're asleep. You're asleep. Shush. <laughs> not me, me. Future me. Well, maybe. Well, apparently it was a Roloy at the very least. As. She goes to try and look up towards the held aloft cotton in this very bestial form. I never thought I'd be imagining myself standing before something I was so scared of for so long. Ouch. That's right. 
As she goes and grabs the sword, you see she moves the blade. You feel the ship once again leaving and moving forward. Right. As she walks up towards the top deck and grabs hold of the wheel. We have some place to go first. As she spins the wheel and you guys start heading southward. Is no one gonna ask who she is? You, you're just gonna take command of our vessel. Well, obviously she has the daydream and knows how to use it. Okay, I understand that. But she just comes out of nowhere, takes command of the vessel, and we are all just standing here. Who are you? Why are you taking command of our vessel? Where are we going? And why do you have the cling hex? I still haven't gotten an answer on that. I think it should be obvious who she is. I mean, I have some idea, but I want to hear it from her. As you see, as she looks down towards all of you. Then I suppose to clearly put it, I, Zara. Wenry's eyes go wide. She's sitting there, just like. Remember, you my were a dream? little girl just a few months ago. Roly, what the hell have you been messing with? I don't think that's the same Zara. Again, not exactly me. Uh, this is Zara from a future timeline. One where I, apparently I had been mentoring her. One where apparently I'm probably not around anymore, given uh, that blade there. It was imparted due to yoga. Well, at least I know where this thing's going. Winry will probably unconsciously just rub at the uh, the cuff on her hand. As you see, she kind of just sternly looks at all of you. It's almost as if she's trying to hold back a lot. And Holly, from what you can tell with passive insight... She feels like if she says anything wrong, she might screw up whatever it is she's doing. I think we should trust her. <sighs> I mean, if I sent her here, then clearly it was a good idea. I don't disagree with that. Ha! Ha-ha! <sighs> I will have to agree as well, given she's got two of the strongest blades probably on this planet. But I would like to know where you're taking this. All answers in good time, Auntie. Auntie! Auntie! <laughs> Auntie? Wait. Well, <laughs> Roland well looks then. over at Holly. Wait. No. <laughs> You two? No. No. I have a feeling you're also an auntie, Winry. I don't think that this is a marital title. Oh, no, no. This is this is definitely an adoptive title. No offense, Roloy. You're just not what I would imagine. 
that for a moment, I, think... I thought that was Chris. <laughs> <laughs> I think that hurt me more than what Cotton said. <laughs> As... I don't think you would like to be what I would imagine. If that helps any. Sure. <laughs> Let's just stop talking about it. Sure. <laughs> Holly, like, hides, like, her face a little bit behind her hair and, like, looks away. <laughs> <laughs> as you guys begin to sail southward throughout the night, as... There is still that strange feeling in eminence. However, something feels unleashed and unlocked as Blood Moon comes to an end and the night continues on quietly and eerily. As this figure who seemingly doesn't who doesn't want to fully talk about what is going on, but they still look at all of you almost worried. At some point in the night, Holly is going to bring her a cup of ale. Uh, as you do, and she goes to grab it and raises it up. She's still at the wheel driving the ship. Are you okay? Not exactly, no. I can sense the bated breath. As you're probably well and aware due to Roloy's talent with time. It is hard to imagine having to be here at this moment. And I'm still trying to find a very particular answer to a very particular problem. Well, I can understand not being able to talk about what's going on in your life. If anyone I understand holding back. But we are here for you. Any daughter of Murad and Cotton is family to us. That's well and appreciated. However. Mm. It is to note that, that I have very limited time here. Whilst I always have appreciated your words and wisdom, right now is probably more complex than I would have initially thought. Just don't get lost in it. That's what I'm trying not to do. By morning time, my mother will awaken. I can only imagine the questions then, so for the time being, I'm going to sit with my own thoughts. Alright, just don't be surprised 
if the other two come to have a little chat as well. You are a curiosity right now. That's very true. You see as she throws back the ale almost professionally in a way. <laughs> Hell yeah. I'll explain everything in the morning, then. Well, alright then. Holly's gonna leave her be. As you go and find rest throughout the night. A evening passes before a new day begins, and Cotton, you find yourself on the top deck near the captain's, uh, or near the wheel this morning, and your body feels like it's been kicked to shit, ravaged. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes. You still gain the benefits of a long rest, by the way. Oh, okay. I was like, am yeah. I just going to be exhausted now? <laughs> and all of, the, all of us get the long rest. Imagine she's trying to sit up and you just hear like the accordion like sound of someone's back cracking after sleeping on the floor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, uh. As you look up and you swear you see Mirad standing at the wheel. It's just bleary-eyed, like... You're up. Because she knows, like, he just... He was out after that. She's, she's a little confused yeah. being him up s so soon. As the head turns, you see that the face is different. Younger. And the stature is lost some height. Before your head begins to shake, and you notice that this is a completely different Fire Genasi person. Yeah, that would make her kind of, like, jump back up to her feet and just the look of absolute confusion. As the rest of you also begin to wake and murmur to a brand new morning on the on the sea. Murmur. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Well, I suppose we should go check up on Cotton. She probably has a nasty headache after everything. Oh, improv. She probably do. <laughs> I think I've got a nasty headache after everything. It's true. You did get knocked around quite a bit. <sighs> yeah. yeah. A little whiskey in your coffee. You'll be alright. Oh. That sounds good. Uh, as all of you begin to ascend and make your way to the top deck, you notice that Zara has yet to fall asleep as she is still steering the ship forward. Uh, as you all climb up and see that Cotton is awake and staring at this figure from behind. Very confused. Uh -huh. Alright, well, the first question's first. Cotton, how you feeling? Do you need a, do you need a snack? Do you need something to drink? Uh, 
I'll be fine. Thanks. Hanging in there? She tries to, like, turn, but her back cracks again. Yeah, <laughs> ow. Does she remember what happened last night? Or is this different? Make an intelligence check. Just a check. Okay. Hmm. A check. Okay. Well, regardless, it's still just a plus one, so. Oh, a dirty 20. Nice. There are images and everything's starting to kind of fall into place, but also there is a, a different memory, something else placed in front of you. A massive, large cat-like creature kind of always following you around. Huh. She'll put that in a box for now, but the guilt that hits her, <laughs> she just looks at the rest of them and just I'm so sorry. I thought that cage was gonna hold me. We all knew what we were getting into. Uh, did we you? learn a little every time. Now we know to uh, get that thing uh, properly fixed up. And uh, make sure it's a little bit more sturdy. Besides, if you do bring it again, we'll just do what we did this time. Speaking of, Wenry would have probably mended the door, so everything is good and still functional right the now. The poor ship's like, ow, that hurt. Why are you just patting the wall, just like, it's okay. Holly's gonna lean over and go, hey, girly, how you doing? You haven't slept. We're almost to our destination, I can assure you. Alright, but you better Dude. take a nap. Okay, but yeah. first, who, who is this? Um, oh, uh, first things first, um... She goes in, like, pauses to everyone. Captain Kid. If you will. For now. Wenry will, uh... I love the Chrono Cross. We'll have, <laughs> we'll have remembered that nickname as the one that Zara used when they were yeah, in the underwater city. They kind of did tell Cotton and Winry that. But whether or not Cotton realizes that Captain Kid is Zara. Is that a history check, then? Sure. Okay. So I was gonna, I, I would generally say I wouldn't know, but I Cotton was there for that. If Cotton was there for that, she would remember. Oh. Okay. So then is this person looking familiar <laughs> in Very a strange familiar. way? I wanna say I know you, and it's bothering me. Alright, well, uh Cotton, you know how Roloi does this weird time magic stuff? Yeah, oh, yeah. I'm so sorry about what I said! Uh, yeah. Huh? Oh, it was all true. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, you're a sobby, sappy, self-loathing, self-proclaimed scientist. Well earned. Oh, boy. <laughs> no, no, no. I deserve that. Call it a trade of blows. So, uh, yeah, but time magic. she was literally a when she said no I wasn't yet so I'm yeah, a beast um, capable of speech and hurting more than my theory okay so, but you're still standing so cool now back to the other part yes I know you do timey wimey stuff uh timey wimey stuff affected cat and kid cat and kid is here 
Long story short. I'm assuming everyone's actively trying to make it so that she doesn't know who this is. Probably. Okay. Well, <laughs> Would that I could, not be deception? This is, this, is, this is fun just tricking you. Did you I say mean, that out loud? Like, I... What do you mean? I didn't say anything. Winner's just Winner's just over here, just just petting little horns. We just you cute little Tyrannodon. Okay, so you do timey wimey stuff. How did you get here? Well, last night during the incident, my shard of dunamancy started to uh, act up a little bit. To put it lightly. And out pops Captain Kid. Am I to assume that this is someone from a timeline? I'm if honestly not for, for once I'm not certain what's going on. Well you remember Captain Kid. I remember a little girl calling herself Captain Kid. And what did I say? I said timey wimey stuff. Put the pieces together, Cotton. You're smart enough for that. Slight glare. <laughs> I'm sorry, yeah, that's the new trait that Winry has. I'm sorry. Can we put you her can, on the ground? You see it. She's, not, she, she's like, standing. She's, she's not being hung up. She was put down okay. at some point. So. Yeah. You see as she turns around fully towards you, and she looks you straight in the eye, two burning-like eyes as she looks at you. You know me. I'm assuming I don't even have to make a roll for this one, then. Yeah, the it, the confusion would be there, and then it would just slowly dawn on her, and those eyes go wide. And then guilt. Because of that guilt, though, because she is all she because, she, you know, we're from this timeline. All she knows is everything that's happened up until this point. So you would think that generally the normal response would be to hug that person, but she's too afraid to. She is she goes and kind of leans against the wheel. I suppose now would be the best time to start explaining things. At least everyone's awake. Well, not everybody. Where's the captain? Is he down below still? Is he sleeping? Yeah. I Jeez. wouldn't bother him for now. Okay, fine. Whatever. So allow me to explain the exact reason why I am As far as I am aware, and as far as all of you need to be aware of, what happens in the future will lead to all your deaths, the exception of Olaf. Unfortunately, the crux of all of that looks towards you, Cotton is because Mirad is dead. 
like dead, dead. Right. And I am taking you all to a place where you might be able to find something to help with that matter. Well, I'd like to be alive a little bit longer. Uh, technically he already is, so a short from talking to Beltania about that, what is this going to do? Fortunately, that's what I can't tell you. Because if I do, it won't happen. Yeah, understood. Well, we'll just have to trust you. Given who she is, uh, I think that should be a pretty easy feat. As you see, as she kind of steals herself again and takes to the wheel, and you begin to still travel down south. Welcome to discuss among yourselves and at least try and interact, but that's up to you. Cotton? Yeah. How you doing? That's a very loaded question. Isn't it always with you, dear? What can I do now, though? Uh, there's nothing to be done, really. I, Aside from last night, I... Waking up to see a future version of my daughter standing before me was a... Not something I was expecting. And, um... No. Given how she, uh... She's reacted to me, um... I'm assuming things don't go well, so... Well, she also may not know you very well. We don't know how much interaction she's had with you in her timeline. Perhaps this is an opportunity to sway her opinion of you into the positive. Get to know a part of you she's maybe never seen. Maybe. She is just guilt-ridden and unsure, because, again, at this point, still doesn't have her kid, Mirad's technically dead, and her kid's only seen her up until she was, like, maybe ten, and then all this went down twice in front of her. Yeah. Holly puts her arm around her and says, you know what they tell us at the temple? No. The only time things are final is after you take your last breath. Up until then, you have an infinite number of possibilities and ways that you can change. Life is for the living here. It's not good to wallow. You have a chance to make things good and to make things right. It's if she wants it. It's if you want it. 
her opinion will change if you do good. If you prove to her that all you are capable of is wallowing, then she will see you that way. Change comes from you. It's not external. Hmm. Let's get you fed. <laughs> all of that's hitting her at once. I'm like, oh god. Yeah. Hung- the, the pains of hunger. It's like being hungover without actually being hungover. It sucks. Mm-hmm. Right? She's like, come on, all I know how to make is eggs and rice. You're having it again. Let's go. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, Winry will probably take this opportunity to talk to Zara a little bit, just primarily about the clank axe. As you go and approach her, you see that as you notice that the clank axe has changed form quite a bit, but the blade has remained the same. But you can definitely tell that there is... Another gem on it. A, Ooh, what's the color of this one? A, one that leans a little bit closer towards a almost aquamarine. <laughs> so, uh, Zara, or Cat and Kid, how would you prefer I call you right now? At least the second one for now. Alright, uh, Captain Kit, the Klinghex, right there on your arm. How much do you know about it? I mean, I'm still learning about it myself, but I might be able to impart something. Everything. Winry will blink. Everything. You've, you've learned everything about this? As you see that there's a smile that runs across the face, that there is a... Almost a familiar memory that kind of reaches towards her. Everything. Huh. Winry will look down at her own version, then back to Zara's. Well, that explains a couple things, but... I don't suppose you can tell me anything that I might have missed. I mean, right now I've only met the first wielder, and of course, I'm the fourth wielder. Or, is it fifth? You would be the fifth. As she goes and kind of reaches towards the gauntlet and rubs over the aquamarine jewel. And I suppose the best thing I could say is for you. There are ways out. Hmm. It's just a matter of whether you're willing to take it. And I suppose asking about those ways would probably uh, mess things up when he gives it a little grin and chuckle. I won't ask you for that. Sorry. Spoilers. <laughs> uh, well, it's good to know that the Klinghex ends up in good hands. The Daydream as well. 
Though, much as I want to know how you got a hold of them, again, I can't know. Hmm. I think a lot of that might be quite obvious. Yeah. Well, how about this? Roloy was Uncle Roloy. We have Auntie Holly. I assume I'm Auntie Winry. Yes. I'm probably wrong. Oh, I'm right! Hooray! <laughs> Do you at least get to meet Hornsby? Yes, actually. Especially uh, a little bit closer towards the end of his life as well. Well, how would you like to spend some time with him when he's in the prime of things? And Winry will uh, give a whistle to bring Hornsby over for just a little bit of hangout time. Because who doesn't like the ship pit? <laughs> and they fly over. Ah! <laughs> As you see that the eyes immediately become much lighter and you see that there is time well spent hanging out with Hornsby. Now, Hornsby, you listen to me. Ah. I don't care what iteration this is. This is a friend, and you take good care of her. Make an animal handling check. Oh boy. I hope that works. <laughs> I need to invest the in animal handling. The implications for this is That's massive. a two! That's a two! <laughs> Damn. Oof. As you see, they they jump onto her shoulder and then pull one of the dreads. Ah, Hornsby, no! (laughs) Oh, God. God. Uh, Jesus. Uh. He's still in training, I'm sorry. (laughs) Jesus. (laughs) Ah. Uh, Sorry about that. Uh, Not the first time he's done it. Not the first time he's done it, and I'm guessing it won't be the last. As <laughs> she kind of just spends time kind of having to vaguely explain things in hopes not to mess anything up, but you begin to see that there was something there in the, in the in-between between now and then. Take some time to realize that. As things begin to kind of settle and off in the horizon, you begin to notice as you're heading southwards, you're also heading closer to what looks like to be this small isle in the middle of the ocean. When we will probably refer to her map to see if she can identify this. Uh, as looking towards a map, it looks like it's in a small aisle that does not have any. Well, at the very least, this looks like a place where we can rest up for a little bit. It's more like we're going to find something particular here. But for now... Recommend keeping everything together. As you all continue to sail for the rest of the day before the evening takes hold and a new night begins. 
as all of you gather onto the t uh, top deck to discuss what will be happening soon. We're going to go ahead and take a quick break, and then we'll be right back. <sighs> Alright. Well then, that's it. See you all when we come back from break. See you then. Yeah. Yeah. Welcome to the break for the episode. We will not make you wait long, I promise. Consider this next minute a good time to check out and do some necessities. Grab a few snacks or prefer beverages and maybe take the time to enjoy a breath of fresh air. Or this would be a perfect place to pause the episode before returning at a later date. This audio break will end soon and we hope you're enjoying the episode so far. Welcome back. We are <laughs> really, <laughs> really. <laughs> we have a thing going. Don't worry about it. As uh, as we are coming back, let's go ahead and uh, jump back into session. As Evening slowly comes as all of you kind of just having to deal with the emotional outcome of last night as well as this morning. Is there anything else that any of you want to do or talk anyone that you want to talk to or begin just the meeting. Just Holly, like, prep, pep talking, kind of, like, just just go and talk to her. Just do it. <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. She is a whole person. <laughs> no, there's no talk. It's just a push. It's a push yeah. in her direction. Go. Oh, my God. Push. Just almost go. falls on her face. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Mind you, just so you know, for, like, uh, physicality, her ears are just gonna stay down. Because it's just all that guilt is just there now. But she'd approach Zara and just kinda like knock at like I guess she's still standing up at the, the helm, right? Yeah. Yeah, so she just kinda like knock on the railing. She's like, Can we talk? Yeah. Let's see why not. And bef before anything further, I'm aware timey wimey things, no spoilers kind of thing. Um but, uh, I don't know where you're at at this point, but, um, I'm so sorry. <sighs> For me, at this point, you're still tw 12 in. Needless to say, I think you know what's in your own memories. <sighs> I've had to grip with them. I never wanted to be a monster, especially to you. You're, you're the only reason I'm continuing. 
And I'm hoping, and I'm not asking for an answer, I'm just hoping this isn't going to be a permanent damage anything. I would hug you, but I don't know if that's something you're okay with or that I even deserve at this point. As you say that, you hear the faint footsteps of boot to wood as you're suddenly embraced all around as you can kind of just see like there is a immense amount of forgiveness in the face. She'd sit there for a second before just yeah, she'd just hug her t- not painfully but tightly, you know, just yeah. She's crying, but it's quiet, and I'm trying not to cry too much. God damn it, Aaron! <laughs> uh. <sighs> She's just taking deep breaths and just hugging her. Just, it's a quiet moment for that minute. There's not a lot that needs to really be said in that. Just... If I could go back in time and stop this from happening, I would. Fortunately, that's exactly what I'm doing. I won't say anything. <laughs> Meaning she's not gonna tattletale, you know. But, um, I want you to know you are everything to me and your father. Nothing trumps that. You are everything, our world. And it's honestly quite amazing to see what you grow up to be. <laughs> you look just like him still. I thought you were him when I woke up. As you see that there is a slight pause on the face before looking at you. I really hope I don't have to be this. Complicated, I'm sure. She's doing her best not to poke at things, because she can tell she's being careful. There are... There are a lot of problems that have changed this world differently. Many of which I worry start exactly with all of you. In this point in time? Around this point in time. I was aiming for a little later in the year, but unfortunately we I think I might have messed up. However, I'm relatively good at recovering. Yeah. We will do our best to help without... Spoilers. (laughs) Time stuff is beyond me. Alchemy? Sure. Time? No. As... You say that... The thought comes to her mind before she goes into the jacket and pulls out a note. When I am gone, as I am now, 
you are welcome to read this. But only after you're gone. Only after I'm gone. Understood. I will wait till the... you're gone. <sighs> Thank you for giving me some hope. <laughs> I was really worried that I'd permanently, uh... Ruined everything. Anything broken can be fixed. That's what I'm desperately trying to do. <laughs> I'm sorry your father can't be awake right now. He took a bit of a doozy. So. It's probably for the best that he is not awake right now. I trust your words on that. <laughs> so, um, and should like wipes her eye a little bit. So, what are we to do, Captain? And there's like a bit of like motherly pride right there. <laughs> <laughs> you see as she looks out towards the island. We are going to grab a scroll. It is going to... It's going to keep Dad alive. Can't say how, but it will. And that's our goal. <laughs> like, there's a literal, but like, said. so as soon as she said that, she's like, oh yeah, no, nothing stopped me from getting that scroll now either, now that you told me what that does. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> I suppose I'll explain a little bit more. Let's yeah. go ahead and have everyone gather onto the deck. Alrighty. And she'll, like, look over to where Holly, I guess, had pushed her and just mouths a thank you to her. She gets back a thumbs up. <laughs> e. <laughs> Alright. I guess while, uh, while Rolla and Winry are coming up to to meet with everybody, Winry just goes, just looks at him so just, so what on earth did she say to you down there? Below deck, it seemed like you took a hell of a beating before even coming up here. Oh, she called me... What did she even say? She called me... A... A nosy know-it-all. Yeah, that works. I ca called you a nosy know-it-all. For sure. And I like, used do you the remember worst the rest? kind of magic? Something yep. along those lines? A nosy know-it-all. to me. With the worst kind of magic and with the with the fear of death, you had the audacity to change time. Cheat time. Huh. I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, no, that's something that, along that those fits. lines. Yeah, I think yeah. that fits. She got yeah. there pretty good. <laughs> it's true. It is true. A lot of it is true. Although some of it is wrong. You sure about that? Yes. I mean, his time magic isn't the worst. To be honest, it's helped us out. Remember, the strongest kind of magic is time magic. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh... Shall we get a prize on what we're doing here on this strange island we're about to be on? Yes. As... 
you see as she descends out from the helm and onto the main deck. Right. So, allow me to introduce all of you to Beltania's birthplace. Uh, what? Oh. Wenry is wide-eyed, and she is she is looking excitedly, just like, oh, wow. Yes. As looking out towards this island, this is where she had become a god. At least an endless one. However, in order to do such a thing, rules need to be placed. And so all of you, including myself, are here to steal it. Are we about to get the ire of a endless one? I think she's currently preoccupied with something else right now, actually. And then there's the question of will she notice? Because she's kind of, you know, contracted to your father. True. But currently, right now, she is distracted with something else entirely. Thanks to a very particular entity now released onto this world. However, I don't think she'll be too much of a threat at the moment. So, this scroll in particular is how you would say how rules are written for gods. And so those rules are understood and applied. They have to take physical form. What we are intending to do is one of the most piratey things anyone could ever do. Steal something. Steal something (laughs) of power. Mm Mm-hmm. From a goddess. A death goddess. Right underneath her nose. Awkwardly looking over at Holly. (laughs) Well, what are we waiting for? Let's make a plan. As she goes over and you can see with the wave of her hand, a minor image is projected. As you see what is a kind of a very rudimentary path leading to what looks like to be an ancient temple of some sort that rests within the center of the island. There. Let me guess, there are booby traps on the way? Oh, various. Quite luckily, no monsters. At least, not that I would know of. Cotton's refraining from saying except for this one standing next to you. Hmm. Basically, Not that the main I know of, like, oh. go ahead. Basically, the main goal is get in to the temple, grab hold of the scroll, and well, keep it on your person for as long as you can. Eventually, what I would assume might be is a bargaining chip. A bargaining chip for Beltania. For Marad. Yes, but 
Yeah. We, we get where we're going on this one. However, it won't be as simple as her just trying to acknowledge that some, something like this will exist. There needs to be a very particular point in time in which it will be useful. It isn't something that you just present to a god and say that you have them. There is an actual... There is an actual force of will that you have to portray into the school. It's only ever worked at least once, to my knowledge. And it was only ever worked on one person. So, we're taking a very large risk here, but I think that if this works, I feel like it will. I know it will. We can try and release Dad off of his contract with Baltani. Ooh. Hmm. Well, if there's a chance, it's worth it. Alright. So. Are all of you prepared? Probably not, but here we go anyway. <laughs> Sorry, I forgot to choose the one spell I get to prepare for the thing. <laughs> oh, I have to remind myself, I get the one spell. <laughs> Hey, it makes the choices so much easier, to be honest with you. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, living living that Citra life for two years is a... Uh... Uh, I'm also playing another cleric, so I have to do it still. So, <laughs> Which ones? There's so many choices. Right. <clears throat> so, all of you, uh, as you begin to slowly prepare throughout the night, the ship makes its way closer onto the shores of this island, and you all feel an energy, almost a reverence, that comes stepping onto a place like this. I feel a buzz around this place. As you disembark and you make your way onto the beach side, the island is strange, as once again that feeling of reverence. More importantly, you also... You feel... The entirety of the island, as the energy that it permeates and the many tropical trees that do exist uh, near and beyond it, they are blackened and ever-growing, but not dead. So they look like they would be alive, but they're black in color? Mm-hmm. Alright. 
Uh, what is the highest perception? Cotton and Holly. Cotton and Holly, you... You will notice that there is a... A faint... Whining. Crying. And... A... A grief that permeates throughout the entirety of this island. And it is so much that you can feel the emotion coming from it. Oh. This place is horrible. How so? You don't feel that? Mm, I don't think so. There is a weight of sadness here. It's heavy. You guys continue to push in further to the island. Yeah, Cotton definitely will. Her own kid is giving her a chance to make sure her husband doesn't die. <laughs> so- <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. As if that ain't a sign, I don't know what is. When we will try to keep an eye on the underbrush as they're going along. As you all quietly move throughout the island and go ever further inside, you notice that the ground almost feels like tar. And it takes a bit to kind of work your way through it. As your speed is cut in half. Ugh. Gross. <laughs> I just cleaned these boots. Speak for <sighs> yourself, Reloy, and I have no shoes. True. I got suppose you're. I suppose you got that right. <laughs> we have to get this but out I also of our have fur. digitation, so I can just you know clean this all off. Yeah, sa- save it for the end of traveling through this gunk. Ugh. Don't want to waste yep. all your magic. I mean, I can cast it for free. Thankfully. By the way, if, if everybody's struggling through this, Winry's probably struggling extra because she's so small. <laughs> yeah. Cotton, yeah. Cotton <laughs> just... Listen, Cotton's just gonna pick you up at that oh, point. Okay. Yeah. Alright. <laughs> I've got you. Ugh, my poor boots. I'm so sorry. I don't want to get this all over your fur. At this point, it's already happening. It's fine. Alright. As spending some time within these this forest, you slowly start making some headway as you notice what looks like to be that massive temple uh, that she had described from earlier. You notice that there is several statues that kind of line this this temple. Uh, various figures and individuals. Uh, <laughs> <clears throat> A lot more detail in these notes. <clears throat> As you notice, there are currently 
about ten statues that kind of line the outside of this temple as they all lead up to what looks like to be much bigger and more intricate statues of almost these enhanced forms of these people. Uh, one of which uh, is not humanoid uh, by any of the length, however, uh, because one of them looks like a massive bird-like creature. As you begin to kind of look around, you notice that there is a giant stone gate that is keeping you from entering within the temple. However, you're more than welcome to take a look around the area. Well, uh, Wenry from her perch atop cotton shoulder will probably try to take a closer look at the gate. The gate is this massive stonework. Um, from what it looks like, it seems to be nothing by any regular societal means. They... The gate looks like very uh, rudimentary sandstone. Uh, however, there are these large arcane sigils and these massive glass orbs that kind of act as these arcane barriers uh, to the outside world. Wenry will reach out a hand and poke it. No. Cotton would grab your hand, like, mm -hmm. <laughs> no. Hey, Wenry's careless now. Yeah, mom is not. <laughs> <laughs> you go to poke it? I, would I don't know. Cotton, are you quick enough to catch me? Yeah, I'm holding you, so probably. <laughs> you take a step back <laughs> before I can touch it. <laughs> like, what are you doing? Well, I want to find out what kind of magic this is. So you want to set off a trap that's fairly obvious? It. I don't know if it will set off a trap, but okay, fine. You need to be a little bit more careful. Mm, whatever. All right. Well, I guess I won't be poking it after all. <laughs> the the mom glare. <laughs> <laughs> My I'm United sorry. States or whatever. Okay, but can I just for Zara seeing Cotton be a mom to her aunt? <laughs> right. Like, mm. <laughs> Cotton be a mom to the aunt that's older than everybody? Yeah. It's not an age thing. <laughs> I know. You begin well, fine to. Then. You are noticing that Captain Kid is kind of just looking around at many of the statues and trying to get a good look at them. Uh, each one yeah. is very intricately detailed, especially in their design. Can I. Because I only have one spell I can use, really. Can she cast Detect Magic to see if there's anything linking up to it? Uh, sure. Just to kind of get an idea. Cool. Leave Because I can tell you what the magic is and where its source is, I believe. Yeah, um... 
For the duration, you sense presence of magic within 30 feet of you. If you sense magic in, in this way, you can use your action to see a faint aura around any visible creature or object in the area that bears magic, and you learn its school of magic, if any. The spell can penetrate most barriers, but is blocked by one foot of stone, one inch of common metal, and a thin sheet of lead or three feet of wood or dirt. Alright. <clears throat> so... As you go to cast Detect Magic, you, standing near this door, you are definitely feeling uh, a a certain kind of magic. Uh, its school is very close to that of Abjuration, but you also get a feeling that there is divinity as well. A celestial energy that comes from the doors. Well, considering that this is a temple to a god, that doesn't surprise her. <sighs> the thought of god is probably not right. Well, you know what I mean. <laughs> so it, it is abjuration magic. That's definitely what she's picking up on? Yes. <clears throat> Do you think this might also be possibly a puzzle to get in? Looking back at the statues. As looking to each statue, there is, as you're kind of just passing through all of them, a faint magic that does come from each statue. Hmm. Like, she's not going to touch the door. No, absolutely not. That screams trap. Uh, <laughs> but she will go up to one of the statues and just see what she can see before she even tries to attempt to touch. Well, given when is there, she will be more than happy to help out with investigating. As you approach uh, one of the main statues, you look at the one that's the least human looking. A figure of what looks like to be a massive bird. This is the figure, especially with your uh, history check, you would know this to be Imperia, the mother rock and goddess of the four realms. Huh. And then, does she recognize the rest of them then? If she recognizes Imperia? You would notice that they're all a particular god of the Endless Panther. You see one that is very familiar. However, her humanoid statue looks far different from the statue that would be referred to her more godly form, that of Beltania. You can see what was once this very simplistic humanoid woman that has a a, a near sadness to it. Uh, you walk over to another pair of statues, and these two kind of stand together, and they hold with what looks like to be a uh, I suppose what looks like to be this large uh, glass flask. Very round bottom with a long neck. Uh, these are the gods known as the Brothers. 
they are the gods of trade and alchemy. Hmm. As you move over to the other statue, you see with what looks like to be a... from what was a very normalish human-looking man to a tall, well-defined, and almost enhanced version of that human man uh, with what looks like to be this large mantle and then leading down into these long, uh, almost clock-like, uh, I guess, uh, counterweights as they kind of just uh, represent almost like a grandfather clock. This is known as Amsir, God of the Flow of Time and Lord of Twilight. Hey, Roloi, check out this one! Huh? <laughs> I can't really uh, look to see at this. Uh, as you notice, Roloi, uh, and I'm sorry, that was Amsir, God of Time, and yeah, A M A M S E R, God of the Flow of Time and Lord of Twilight. Uh, you notice, Roloi, this is a. A figure that is probably commonly referred to, especially for chronomancies, uh, uh, especially for yourself. This is a being that is easily capable of sliding along time. You know, they are the flow of time. And you get the faint feeling that they're familiar, like personally familiar. Hmm. Wonder if I've ever pissed this guy off. To be honest, I don't think we'd be shocked by now. Nope, not in the slightest. Well, what's that supposed to be? You're, it's very easy for you to piss someone off, Roloy. Oh, but I'm so personable. Uh huh. Sure. The uh, the next statue you notice with what looks like to be a very rough-looking uh, humanoid, a uh, very genderless, very amorphous. Uh, however, as they lead up to their more godly statue, you notice what is this bloated uh, bloated thing uh, with what looks like to be these large tusks that kind of reach from the top upwards, and they are covered in what looks like to be the skin of boars of some uh, of some type. This is known as Greasewine, god of decay and rot and boars. No, he seems fun. Um, then the, all these statues are emitting a bit of energy or magic? Yeah. I mean, there's five more. <laughs> I know, I'm just saying, like, as she's going yeah. along, she's just like, magic, yep, magic, yep, magic. <laughs> Uh, the next one is what looks like to be a well-dressed, almost almost perfect battle figure waiting on the battlefield, hoping for a command, but they are the commander. This is known as uh, uh, Shetsnia Sky. You're going to have to spell that yeah. for me. S-C-H-A. Sheshna, and then S Y K E, Sky. Sheshna Sky. 
And this is known as the Goddess of Wisdom and Battle Maidens. Gosh dang. Why do you spell these names this way, sir? To mess with you. Uh, Trust me, I had, to, I, had to say, I, I had to say these all out loud, too. <laughs> and then this is Bob. Oh, thank fuck. <laughs> uh, the next figure is a little bit more hunched over. You can see there is this large cloak that kind of just comes over the face. However, you can tell that it is hidden for various reasons, but their arms are longer and more thin and bony. Under, uh, under and around the, uh, under and around these, this figure, you see kind of roaming in a small circle leading up to the lake is what looks like to be a team of rats. Uh, this is known as Deus, goddess of lies and rats. I thought his name would be Bruno. <laughs> we don't talk about him. <laughs> so, D-E-I-S. Deus. Okay, God of Rats and... Uh, God lies. of Rats and Lies. And Lies. Gotcha. Thank uh, you. God- Goddess. Goddess. Sorry. Goddess. Thank you. Yeah. The third to last figure uh, with what looks like to be a... Tall and beautiful, almost elven woman. That once it reaches up to her more godlier statue, you notice that there is this, uh, this moniker for telescopes and maps. This is known as Stele, S T E L L A Y, Stele. Uh, but buddy, buddy, yeah. I can't type that fast. <laughs> uh, S T. E-L-L-A-Y. And this is the goddess of the stars and wayfinders. Oh, Rudy would like to see that, I guess. Maybe I should tell him about this when I see him next. Hmm. The next one looks far more... violent. The second to last statue. Um, You can see with what looks like to be a... Roaring tiefling man who has massive battle scars all along his body and face. As he reaches up to his more god uh, godlier form, you notice that the horns have uh, have taken more spaces along the head as what was these once large two horns have now spread out into four larger horns that kind of crown around the face. Uh, Their armament looks battle-worn, and the blade that they have in their hand looks jagged and dangerous. This is known as Zabik. uh, Z-A-B-I-Q-U. Zabik. This is the god of vengeance and injustice. Hmm. You know, I feel a kinship with this one. You do? Yeah, just a little bit. And last of the gods, as they stand, 
uh, kind of in a somewhat uh, shorter stance as they are dwarven uh, by design. And in their hand, you can see with what looks like to be this large hammer that kind of has these very intricate designs before these uh, these beautiful faced uh, faces on the hammer. As it leads up to a more godlier form, not much has changed uh, aside from in the other hand with what looks <coughs> like to be an axe. Uh, and as well as what looks like to be a outfit formed of fire, if that makes sense. This is known as Phalanx. P-H-A-L-L-E-N-X. Phalanx. The Ever-Burning. This is the god of... Uh, of forge tools and the ever-burning hearth. And that comes to the end with all the statues. And they're all emitting magic as well. Also the divinity as well? Or just yes. the door? Okay. Oh man, that was a lot of descriptors. Very cool history lesson. I hope I got everything down. Aaron, I'll go over it with you and make sure I got everything noted. Well, these are all the endless. As, Not... oh, as you see, Azara kind of like steps over. So, the way to open the temple is through endless gods, is what I'm assuming. But, there's got to at least be a decent way in. Well, wouldn't be the first time a puzzle is used to open a door. Is there any kind of, like, I don't know, like, any kind of uh, indents or obvious, like, maybe scratches along the floor or something to kind of, like, indicate something has to be done? You... You do notice that all the smaller statues, that of their once, you know, more normal forms, uh, with the exception of any rock is going to be a relatively large creature, especially a young one. Um, as they lead up to those larger, uh, larger versions, you notice that there are ley lines that kind of peak above the stonework and lead up to those statues. All the lines in particular don't really have a don't really have a uh, a separate direction from them. They just lead directly from one small statue to the bigger. Do it looks like I have to does she, like we have to turn them or touch them to do that? Uh, you can certainly attempt to. Yeah, she'll give it a shot and put Winry down. It's like only one way to find out instead of standing here confused. <laughs> So I'm assuming, since it's also stone, possibly strength, then? Yeah. Go ahead and make me a strength check. 17? 17. 
as you go and move, try and move the stone, it doesn't move easy. As you try and lift it, it doesn't just come up. As you try and twist it, it doesn't really have too much give, but you notice that there's a little bit of wiggle to it. And then you try and grab the whole thing, as you pull it, it does follow along the line. Huh. Well, unless someone else is trying to tell me I should not. Well, uh... She's doing what makes sense while trying to be very careful about it. Winry will probably approach another statue, see if there's any kind of rune or marking on it that might match the gate. Uh, make me an investigation check. Yeah. Okie dokie. Uh, investigation. Now that she knows she can move it. Uh, I mean, as far as a lot of the runes, you notice that many of the Many of the names that are kind of carved into these stoneworks are that of the common tongue of the god themselves. Um, you you would note that those names just immediately translate to their, you know, more godly figure. However, as for anything else that would give way to like a magic or mystery to it, nothing really tells that. Mm. The only thing I can think of is that this uh, door is obviously stone, and she'll look at the bird. But they all have ley lines leading to the door? Mm-hmm. Yes. I'm not sure what to really do, because I'm afraid of breaking anything. That dang it. Keep hitting the wrong button. Anyone else want to do investigations or... Yeah, Holly wants to investigate the actual ley lines themselves to see if they've been... Like, if she can tell something's been dragged along them or poured into them or something like that. Sure. As you get close, go ahead and make me a investigation check. I was going to say, Arcana, I could help you with... 17. You notice that the ley lines uh, and around them does seem like they have been scratched upon around them, and that the ley lines themselves are embedded with what looks like to be had what would have been molten glass at the time. Okay. It looks like there used to be glass in these. Molten glass. Does that mean we need to superheat something? I don't know. Like, does it look like the actual smaller statues moved from their spot, or no? Because, like, that's why I'm a little lost with the whole scratches thing. So, so you were able to move the statue along the ley line, and you were able to push it around on that line. That goes for all the statues. Any attempt to push them, they follow along the line as long as they're pushing in them in their general direction. I mean, unless anyone else has a better idea, but um, no, I'm. We are these uh, are these uh, sculptures like? I know we have the smaller sculpture and the larger godly sculpture. My thought is, are these lar- are these smaller sculptures like? 
is there a varying size between them, a, an extreme amount, or...? Yeah, uh, I mean, it is the difference between a medium-sized creature and you're pushing okay. them towards a huge-sized creature, so the statues gotcha. so are... So the ones yeah. nearer to the gate are huge, the ones nearer to the outside, those are small. Yes. So okay. I guess we push the little ones. Push them to become what they are. Yeah. Cotton just cracks the knuckles. All right. <laughs> Get to it. All right. As each of you, this. do you attempt to all try and move the statues? Yes. I'll oh. just watch Cotton do it. Winery <laughs> will probably help keep an eye. Just like, okay, move it this way. Stop. Pivot. Move it that way. <laughs> As you do, uh, as you do try and move all the statues, as, uh, as I'm not gonna have you re-roll every fucking strength check to do so. I was gonna say, like, <laughs> do I have to do this ten times? <laughs> you manage to get some quite, uh, quite in their place as you begin to move them along the ley lines. Uh, the first one that you do move, as you get closer to the statue, the statue begins to glow brightly and give off a color, especially for Imperia, that of a more bluish glow. And on the main door, you notice a uh, you notice a arcane seal begin to glow in the same vibrancy as the statue. Uh, after a certain point. As you try and push any further, the glow begins to fade away. Alright, and she'll push it back when the glow came back. Yeah. As you push it back, the glow returns. Alright, then you stay here, moves on to the next one, and she's gonna keep repeating this step with all the statues, though. It doesn't take her long to catch on to it. Yeah. Same. Same with Holly, who's also trying to help push. Okay. And as... You can do it! <laughs> Rolling for, uh, for encouragement as well as helping them make sure they don't push too far. <laughs> you also begin to notice as the statues are certain distances away from each other. Uh, you notice that Beltania is probably the closest to her largest statue, where you will notice that uh, that. <laughs> Gotta look at the name in order to pronounce it right. Uh, uh, Phalanx is the furthest away from his statue. Huh. As each statue begins to glow wildly, and you notice that all the arcane seals begin to surround the door. You hear the faint unlocking, and what is this energy and crack that almost bursts into the island? Well, we didn't get blown up. Uh, that's a start. We're all alive. The door seems to probably have unlocked now, but I feel I like suppose... we're on a timer now, so... Yeah, I suppose we should get through before this thing shuts on us. 
Yeah. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about possibly coming face to face with a certain goddess who's not going to be that happy with us. So. <laughs> All right. Well. And uh, I think we should quickly move. Yeah. As you see, as Zara quickly rushes towards the door and begins to push with all of her might. Yeah, God's gonna help her, obviously. As you guys hear the horrid sound of stone moving on stone as the thick air and musk that comes from it is poured out and seeping through as the doors open. It smells of wet dirt and mold. Moist. Ugh. That's, as, yep. that's a smell. <laughs> Ugh. It's a temple that's probably been sealed Ooh. for a very long time. Disgusting. <laughs> As the lot of you enter, you functionally see with what looks like to be this massive, almost cathedral-like building, and in the center of it, as it leads all the way out, you notice that there is this massive center before it reaches to this big room. You also notice what looks like to be these tall pillars that line uh, that line the entirety of the temple. As you do take note, this building seemingly almost has a a matter of structural integrity that might come off as dangerous if not if not taken care of in the near future. Hmm. Yeah. Cave-in wow. possible. Too bad. Too bad we don't have any building instructor. No. Specters. No. Uh, so we'll probably face more traps. Possibly puzzles, so be careful touching anything, pointed look at Winry. Fine, fine, I won't touch anything. And she purposely just, like, tucks her fingers, like, under her armpits <laughs> so that they don't do anything. <laughs> it's funny, she has to do this to Winry and yet not her own child. That's <laughs> with her, it's just <laughs> how the turns tables. <laughs> As... You guys enter within the uh, the temple. Well, I still have detect magic, by the way. That's up for like ten minutes or so. I would say that would fall off by the time you manage to get everything together to open the doors. I mean, I can do it again if I wanted to, just so we don't like trip over something. All right, you uh, cast detect yeah. magic once again. Uh, that that abjuration that was on the gates is now gone. However, mm -hmm. you. Don't detect any immediate magic in this area. Uh, All right. Hmm. But sh she'll be very careful stepping on anything. I have experience. I'm not going to talk about it, but I have experience. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty. As you do. The tank will go first, so... <laughs> Alright, as you decide to step forward first. As you begin to move forward and kind of lead the party in, you find yourself 
feeling a certain sense, almost as if another, as you place your foot down, and I need you to make a dexterity save. What? Uh, okay. With advantage, with advantage, but, because danger sense. Yeah, I was going to say, I say it. Yep. So, this one. Oh boy. Come on. Twelve. Twelve? Yeah. As you step down and you feel your foot give way to uh, to the stonework, you suddenly hear a dislodgement, and then the feeling of air behind you beginning to shift as... I also need. God, I, I didn't. Uh, I didn't. Put I was, gonna, the I was being careful. This. Wouldn't that have yeah. been investigation at first? <laughs> uh, this is uh, this is the introduction for a uh, a room full of traps. In either which way, I'm going to have everyone make a dexterity saving throw. Uh, quite luckily, for Cotton, you already passed. I passed it. Aha. Yeah. I get some film. Uh yep. oh, a 19 for Winry. <laughs> yeah. Alrighty. 12. That's what oh, I got to so your right. fine. You're fine. <laughs> okay. 13. Alright, you'll make it as suddenly you see. Oh, Zara, but Zara doesn't have to worry about that. Uh almost as if you feel the shift of air as something is dislodged from overhead as all of you turn around and see what are these massive blades swinging towards your guys' direction as all of you hit the floor as hard as you can. Some of you taking a couple of scrapes, but you kind of just see as Zara just like steps to the side and just like lets one of the blades pass and... Thanks to evasion, <laughs> she is unharmed. Just reading a book, walking through, no, no yeah. problems, no worries. <laughs> when we will, when we will probably just army crawl. Yeah, as they swing forward. They all swing back with a bit more veracity, and you hear as they go back up towards the top of the ceiling. You hear several clicks of them being reset. Yeah, Cotton's gonna take her claw and just draw a circle around that thing she stepped on. Like, don't touch that again. <laughs> no. <laughs> Alrighty. As you guys continue forward. Is it safe to assume Zara took after her dad quite a lot and should probably be helping us with traps? <laughs> I would say, given the fact that she is a swashbuckler rogue, <laughs> that bit. is true. We ran into this with Jade. <laughs> uh, <laughs> as you all begin to push forward ever, uh, ever more, and you make your way into what looks like to be another section in length. Do you decide to push forward, or do you like to stop and take a look around? 
Uh, look. <laughs> we should stop and take a look around. Yeah. yeah. She's ho- yeah. holding onto that detect magic for as long as she can. Everybody stops and looks. Alright. <laughs> as you all begin to take a look, um, Cotton and Holly, as far as perception goes, you notice that there are massive holes in each side of the walls. Hmm. You notice oh. that the tiles for the for the preceding part of this room have become much bigger and harder to avoid as they become a little bit more of a larger space to traverse through. If we step on the wrong one of those tiles... Oh, I'm darts, maybe rocks, yeah, even harder. It's gonna get shot, yeah. Cries in Citra, the DJ just threw yeah. shit out there, and I got hit Would with so many fucking see? arrows. <laughs> Would we be able to see any remnants, like on the edges of the holes? Any uh, cotton's looking any at the floor anything? itself, yeah, to see if there's any indication of like a, pu- a puzzle to like follow. Uh, you do notice that along one of those many tall, uh, tall pillars, there is. There is something drawn as well as a language uh, a language actually being written. Unfortunately, there is no direct correlation between the the floor tiles and this image as there's no map kind of given. What's it written in? Uh it is written in Abyssal. Damn. Not of the ones I want I listen or speak. I think there is was there, a book on Abyssal back home, but phew, I couldn't read it. Didn't take it up? Nope. Right. Is there anything on the floors? Like, do the tiles look slightly different or anything? Right! Is there a pattern or coloring difference? There is uh, no major difference on how the floor tiles are kind of designed. Uh... I will say, though, that there are certain designs on the tiles that kind of reflect back what you guys were walking through already, and all of them kind of correlate to a a form of the gods, or kind of like a shape for the gods, so like Imperia's for feathers, Beltania's closer towards like tentacles. Uh, and so on. And then the rest of the tiles are blank? Uh, they all kind of have the same shapes as well. Uh, they're relatively simple, but each tile is represented of one of the ten endless gods. And they, like, it's... God, how do I describe this? You know, like, tile floors? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like that. All the way through, and all of them have that design of one of the ten gods on each and every one of them. Yeah, I'm trying to decipher whether or not it's those we have to step on, or in a certain order, or whatever, and avoid anything else that's miscellaneous to the ten. So... For the sake Would you of... Like to test it? I can, without having to, I guess, maybe fully go on one of them, like... You know how, like, you're standing at the precipice? She'll, like... Yeah. She'll kind of, like, kneel down and just slap her heavy-ass hand on one of them. 
um, one of the ones that represent one of the gods to see what happens. That way she can just pull her hand back and see what happens. Okay. Uh, which god do you uh, put your hand on? Yeah, she'll go for the feathers first, I guess. Okay. As you press down on this large tile, it doesn't move. And it seems like a very solid surface. Hmm. And she'll... Uh, one way to find out, and she'll stand on it. Alright. Solid surface. Okay. What's the next few in front of her, then? Uh, you notice a... Uh, immediately to your diagonal, with what looks like to be that of uh, the tentacle in C designs, uh, you notice what looks like to be a, a flowing sand design on the one uh, in front of you. Like and sand then, of time? Yeah. And then okay. one that is what looks like to be spears. Hmm. She'll look back at them thoughts, because I don't think I want to touch the spears. True. No, I wouldn't. I think mm, well the thing is with the spears tile it makes me think that a spear will fly out of one of those holes yeah Uh, let's see I'm not sure about the tentacle tile is there a little monster living in there I have no idea no 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 remember Beltania has tentacles and she's not just a, a death goddess she's also a goddess of motherhood and so on and so forth she's not evil I, so, I understand. I understand. She'll put her faith in that one, then I guess she'll go for Beltania's. Alright, as you move to the diagonal, you are met with a solid surface. Okay. <sighs> the next one you see, with what looks like to be uh, uh, to your immediate right, uh, is a uh, what looks like to be rats. And then to the diagonal of that right is what looks like to be a uh, uh, inscriptions of alchemical design as well as several flasks. Hmm. And then towards the center you see with what looks like to be hammers. And then uh, towards your left side you notice that there is a uh, uh, the design of boars. Well, if we want to go on an animal theme, so far mm-hmm. there's been a feather, tentacles, and... It's I not what they outright look like, but remember what they represent. Mm. True. Rats and lies. Uh, Grisewine was what again? Decay, uh, right? God decay. of decay, rot, and boars. Okay, rot and... Boars. Okay, I gotta have to had that note. The Sorry. hammer was strange the for the phalanx, part. phalanx. Yeah, what was phalanx again? Uh, god of the f- uh, god of the forge tools and hearth. And then there's the alchemical one. Correct. The brothers. Yes. Yeah. That makes me feel like poison darts. Yeah. Either one of those can hurt. <sighs> I feel like the hearth is the safest one. Or the, I don't know, the rats, maybe? 
Well, and right, she'll so look at Holly. You said it yourself. It's better off if I go down if you can heal me better. Uh. Okay. You're making She's... me nervous. Yeah, I'm the one out here! <laughs> so she'll, uh, she'll go Every, for the hearth Everybody one. waiting on one side. Cotton just very tentatively. You can do it. He's grabbing dice. Here we go. Yep. Roll me. Uh, you're aiming for the hearth, right? Yep. Alright, as you step onto it, it gives way under your foot. I need you to make a dexterity saving throw with advantage. Because danger sense. (sighs) It's not reading again. Hello? Hi. (laughs) Hi, how are you? 14, sorry. Stay next to each other. 14. 14. As you are immediately passed by as several uh, long arrows are shot through, and you are basically pierced with a couple, and then several others pass by you as you manage to just cover your face and mostly important organs as you see that there is a bit of shock and almost trying to bite their tongue, uh, Zara, as you begin to hear another rattle of loading, and then it comes to an end. Ow. Just popping one out of, like, her thick armor. (laughs) Alright, well, it's not the You take 17 points of piercing damage, by the way. 17! Jesus. Dangerous. Alright, well, the hearth doesn't work. Um, I'm sorry, you mentioned that there were four different tiles. There was the rats, there was the uh, alchemy. We know the hearth doesn't work. What was the last one? Uh, the last one was uh, boars. Was the boars. How are we feeling? Do you want a healing spell? It's okay. Ow. Just breaking off the last one. (laughs) It's okay. (sighs) So is this a trick or is this going to be... Because she's like... Honestly, she's stuck between the rats and the the alchemy. The alchemy feels too straightforward and the the other one seems like a trick. Hmm. Sometimes the best path forward is the most obvious one. Alright. She'll touch the alchemy one. Here comes acid damage or something. (laughs) As you step onto the platform with the flasks, it is solid ground. I want to tell ya. (laughs) I'm assuming Zara doing what she did is just more that she's watching her mom get hit. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Wonder will reach over and pat her arm just like don't worry, your mom's a tough cookie. I know, and that's why I'm worried. What? <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. Alright, next one. Alright. You see a... You see another platform uh, surrounded by spears. You notice one that is uh, what looks like to be these jagged swords 
the next one that you see, uh, you see one that has another hourglass design with uh, flowing sand. And then you also uh, again see with, or you see with one that has like telescopes along the side of it. My vote is for the telescope. Yeah. And she'll look back at the rest, all in accordance with that one. Thumbs up. Let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> telescope it is. Step onto the telescope. I need you to make a dexterity saving throw. God damn it. Oh boy. Damn it. Oh boy. Hello? Hello? Hi. Hold on. I got Hi it. There. Where are you? Hi there. Thankrit uh, here. 14. <laughs> 14? This is Thankrit. <laughs> Another 14. As you are once again pelted with arrows and that sound of reloading clicks in through, uh, mm. taking 14 points of piercing damage. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. As you step back from the uh, from that platform and you find yourself on the solid ground of the flasks again. How far off am I to the other end of this? You notice that there is a correlation here. These are what looks like to be a, a field of ten big tiles that kind of lead further in. Uh-huh. And each one represents a tile that represents the gods. Okay. I get that. I am not making a connection here as a player, by the you way. You are standing <laughs> at least on the third row out of the ten. Oh, Is this God. supposed we to got, be an order? Yeah, there's an order to this. Alright, oh, well... Like, what was the order that we made the statues in outside? Yeah. Uh, I have them mostly in order in my notes. Do those uh, correspond with what we've done so far? Uh, let me see. Okay, bird statue. Uh, statue Beltania. Uh, let's see here. Large so glass flask. Okay, so that's so far it's corresponding. Uh, tall human bears mantle with a large clock-like symbol. So sand. Let's give that a try. Okay. <laughs> As you move forward onto the sand platform, you touch physical ground. Nothing gives way. <sighs> hey, I think we found the pattern. Yes. As you quickly begin to understand that there is a pattern to the correlation of when the gods begin and when the gods end, you begin to fully understand that each of their, sim uh, their symbols does represent some of these gods. Um, as you begin to make your way, you jump to the sands, you jump to the boars, then to the spears that represent the battle maidens, the rats, the telescopes, those jagged swords, and then finally the hammers, before you now have created a finite path that leads the rest of the party to save you. We're good! Ooh. Help! Pulling them out. Always <laughs> <laughs> oh, gonna cure wounds. <laughs> like I said, let the 
take take the damage. She's gonna walk up, give you a pat on the shoulder, and cure wounds you. I'll be alright. For eight. You. you get eight. Yeah. Okay, sorry, I'm sorry. Honey. I'm sorry, Aaron. That was the boar, spears, the rest, telescope. I I I messed up in my messaging. I don't have a symbol uh, for the for the ninth one. Uh jagged swords. Thank you. So like they look chipped and dinged and probably terrible to be cut with. Yeah. Alright, I will update my notes while I'm thinking about it because no- So we're probably gonna have to do this backwards leaving. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do it all again. Da, da, da. As all of you finally getting past the first major trap, you now find yourself near the center, and you notice that as you walk along, you notice that this is kind of like a staging area. As you stand on what looks like to be a diocese that has this large circle in the center, and then it leads downwards, and as you can see those downward steps that are split between this massive walkway and this circular center. You notice as they step down, there are massive stone pews that look out towards the center. I have a hard time picturing that one. I'm so sorry. Uh, Repeat that one more time? It's basically an amphitheater. Is it? Okay. Yeah, it's basically a circular stage with a long walkway that goes to each side of the building. And then as they go downwards, there are stone pews that line it along the uh, along the sitting area for the stage. Okay, this one's a little beyond me. Well, I suppose our first mission is just to look around. And Wenry will probably see if there's any symbols on the walls. Make me... Holly's gonna inspect the pews, too. Okay. Uh, we'll start with Winry. Uh, make me an investigation check. That is a 16. 16. There are various symbols along the back of the pews. Uh, All of them are the repeating imagery as you guys had saw on those titles. Or tiles. They all have the exact correlation. However, every so often you notice that there is one or two pews that have no symbols except for one. Okay. And only two pews or one or two? One or two along this section uh, that you're investigating. Uh, Along your investigation, you notice that there's something under one of the pews. Well, I will take a look at it before touching it. Uh, from what it looks like, it seems to be this old and dirty book that was left here. God knows when. Well, she will very carefully try to reach for it. Alright. And then she's gonna grab it. Alright, you grab it. 
and in your hand it's this thick uh, leathery tome that had been left behind uh, inside it looks like the pages are still almost brand new huh this feels magical hey uh Reloy yep uh, could you take a look at this thing Absolutely. Let's see what we're working with. Alright. Uh, Roloy, make a... Actually, no, you have a... You have a high enough arcana. As you go and look towards the... uh, As you go and look towards the book, and you notice that a lot of the writing and magical symbols seem to be that of uh, an ancient language that... uh, that would be closer to Celestial. Uh, as far as history goes, the the language of the Celestials are are mostly spoken by those who have either Celestial blood or those who studied it. To it. Uh, unfortunately, you are. I can hmm. speak Celestial. <laughs> Anybody speak Heavenish? Uh, yes. That would be me. Okay. Um, then I suppose Maybe. I should uh, pass this on to one of you, and Winry will hold I'll the book it. up. <laughs> Shall I give it to Holly? I, I'm I, I need a moment. Just okay. Sure. Holes. Yeah, I'm good. Okay. All right. Well, uh, then here you are, Holly. Be careful. I don't know how sturdy this thing is. Thank you. Okay. Uh, Holly, as you begin to read, you take note that these uh. The words that you are reading are not, uh, are not what would be defined as a intended language to tell a story. These are exact and intricate, and they they are defined by magic. And somebody had written spells into this book. Any particular spells that I can decipher? Uh, you would know one in particular. However, it is one that is probably outside of the regular range of your ability to cast spells, even Roloy or Winry. Uh, it is a spell that is capable of severing oneself from their physical form into a astral form. That's even beyond me. I'm just an alchemist. So... Uh, Go ahead. Oh, uh, all of them uh, do have a correlation in uh, dealing with the astral if that makes sense, or dealing with worlds beyond. Okay. She's going to flip through it and then kind of look up and say, this is a um, it's a spell book. It's a bit of a weird one. Um, It's Uh Uh, yeah. It's, calm down there. It's full of like astral spells. And the one that I can make the most out of is a spell that allows you to sever your connection to yourself to become something astral. Astral projection? What a, 
perhaps. Yeah, would I would I be able to identify that spell? Yeah, uh, I mean, it, it's it is a plausible theory, especially for those uh, of various wizardry to be able to cast a spell known as astral projection. This allowed ah. this allowed some of the most powerfulest wizards and, uh, and various individuals to exit out through the prime material plane and enter other planes in order to converse with uh, uh, extra planar individuals. I feel Very like powerful. that's there on purpose, but... Yeah, it, seem, it seems like it was left here quite some time ago. I doubt it was forgotten. But I... Sure. This spell is beyond me, so... None Perhaps of us it's have. a clue? Maybe. Well, and we should take it with us. Alright. Well, considering you can read it, Holly, I believe it's best to keep it with you for now. Sure. Because, Roloy, I know you want to learn all those spells, but until you magically get really good... At Celestial. Yeah, I mean, I can't even read it, so... Yeah. I mean, it could definitely be transcribed. It... it... Cotton's curious, though. She's looking over at Zara like, Do I ever teach you to speak Celestial? Uh, it's definitely within the, uh... One of the many lessons. Long, long lessons. I know you know Draconic. That's without question. So, if you can transcribe it, if Holly can tell you what it is, can you write it down in common for yourself, Roloy? Maybe. It depends I'd on be if happy I've. To do uh... that. Ooh. Well, yes. we'll have plenty we of should... time back on the boat. Yes. No, we I think. Figure all of this out first. I... Yes. Everything here seems to be a puzzle. And if this is left here on purpose. The DM is rolling dice, and it's making me nervous. <laughs> well, uh, is there, uh, was there anything else under the benches, or just the book? Uh, I don't this... know, maybe maybe somebody stuck some gum under there. What I'm saying <laughs> is, is that I think we're supposed to use this, maybe? Uh, it doesn't... If, if it makes sense, this book is not placed here deliberately. It was left behind, oh, okay. kind so of, it's... just, just Ooh, as... Oh, so we just found a goodie. Was. Yes. Okay. All right. I Hooray. was like, are we going to somehow have to do astral projection out of nowhere? No. All no. right. It'll be handy Live to have later. Yeah. There's a mm. ton of spells in there. Uh, for the sake of the argument, Holly, there is about maybe four or five spells in there. Not all of them are easily transcribed just yet, but over time, uh, they'll become more aware. It's just the one that is the most prominent is the one that's the most powerful. Okay. So. Putting that away for okay. now, then we gotta figure out this puzzle. Still. Huh. Huh, indeed. Well, I wonder... Hmm. Winry would like to just take slow steps approaching the uh, the center of the room, seeing if Anything changes in her in her uh, perspective around. Uh, as you do, uh, 
you begin to hear faint sounds of clocking and chatter. But also, more importantly, you also hear the sound of water. Alright, Wenry will pause. She will make a shushing gesture and then point to her ear. Probably beckoning Cotton over because Cotton yeah. probably has some really good hearing. I mean, my perception's at least decent, but I haven't gotten that far yet. Those ears mostly act as an AC system for someone covered in fur, so... <laughs> As you both try and listen in, make me a perception check. Both of us? Alright. Perception check. Alright. I got a solid 16. Okay. We're gonna go with your 16. (laughs) See, once Uh, I'm not attacking you guys, my rolls are absolute garbage. (laughs) (laughs) You take note that... The various voices kind of echo almost like prayers. Alright, well, it sounds like they're praying, but I can't totally make out exactly what it is. Praying, giant stage, and pews? Holly, I believe this may fall into your order here. Yeah. Well... Holly is going to walk down the middle of the pews and pray for guidance. As you go to pray, make me a performance check. If she's doing guidance, does that not also help her there too? I mean, you it's can not a guidance down. spell. Ah. Uh. Uh, I have seven. You go to pray, and suddenly you are met with various voices, almost as if haranguing you. And there is angry screaming. There is a denial of your presence, and a rejection of you being in the center here. She is going to reach back and grab the mask on her belt and put it on to see if that helps. As you put on the mask, Uh (laughs) you feel an energy as you notice that there is suddenly a silence as the prayers end and the whispers come to a close as you wear it the the black hair that kind of just covers the size of your head and the mask that is placed on you feel different, almost ascended, as the rest of you notice these massive 
black spectral wings that Cotton. sprout from her back. Cotton just pokes uh, Winry going, th- th- there it is again. Yeah. I. It, it, it's gotta be something with the Raven Queen, of course, but this is this is intriguing. This this is interesting. Go ahead and make me another performance check with advantage. Hey. Okay. Lord, come on. <laughs> two elevens. <laughs> so for an eleven again. Yeah. yeah. Double As doubles. A bit of time, you begin to hear some of the voices beginning to return to reject to hate maybe we should all be praying she pulls the mask off in frustration tucks it back into her belt as and says you, I don't as okay. you pull the mask off the w- spectral wings fade and they that power that you felt is gone. She turns to the group and says, I don't think the presence of the Raven Queen is welcome here. I don't know if it's specifically for whomever it is that you're praying to. Then come and pray with me. Alright. Well, she'll go and okay. pray with Holly. When Reeve will shrug, she'll join in. She's got someone she can pray to. As the three of you take on to the top of the diocese, go ahead and make me performance checks. Yay, my negative one. Show me the one. That's Five. a one. <laughs> 23. Uh, when we got it at 21. <laughs> Alright. As the three of you begin to speak back to the voices in prayer, does there suddenly feel like that there's a an actual murmuring of understanding, presence, and acceptance. For you see with what looks like to be a slight glow coming from the center as it begins to spread out towards the pews. And you notice what looks like to be images that begin to line the walls. All the images look like horrid deaths. Ten explicitly terrible deaths. Well, that sounds fun. Uh, safe to assume this is how they were all born into gods? Or the endless, I guess? I think so. As the massive surrounding room and all the images you you take to understand that all of them were once mortal. And death is just a means to shed off such a coil. 
the ascendancy to Endless is a unique circumstance because they are all born out of sadness. A feeling that you had felt when you had entered the island. As you all turn to look and one of the uh, one of the sides of the room where all the pews begin to move closer to each other and you notice that the stonework begins to raise up from that diocese before it leads all the way to what looks like to be the end of the room and under one of the massive images is that of Imperia and what looks to be as a slowly opening door splitting open. Well, we figured it out. All right. <sighs> and no one got shot at, so bonus. Bonus. <laughs> you all begin to walk and make your way into the next stage, as you see with what looks like to be a massive room full of gold and treasures. Absolutely don't touch a thing. In this room, you notice these massive piles of gold that span up towards the walls. You see the entirety of the floors covered in gems and golds and various magical objects that almost draws you all in. Fenry will uh, go back to tucking her hands under her armpits. I'm not touching anything. Thank you. If These this is feel like offerings. Or a trap. Is we're here for a scroll, not this. Oh no. Are we supposed to make an offering? We're poor. And we I used all my diamonds to help Mirad, so... I mean... Yeah. I don't have any money on me either. I've got a bit. <laughs> Let's not assume. Let's have a look around first and see what's really going on. Yeah. Do we see any scroll specifically, or is it just gems and stuff? You see there is gems, magical items, lost relics, various treasures from across the world of Birdsey Highland here. Uh, all of you are welcome to make an investigation check to get a broader scope of what's happening here. Sure. Okay, investigation. Investigation. Thirteen. Yeah, Winry got a five. <laughs> okay. She, she, well, she's she's just got well. her, she's just got her eyes shut, just like, nope, I can't be tempted if I'm not looking at it. <laughs> what was that, Connor? Twelve. Thirteen was the highest? Ugh. As all of you kind of like span across what is this massive treasure room, you make your way of what looks like to be a cleared path for obviously, you know, placing things down in certain spaces. Cotton. Yeah. 
You notice in one of your investigations a... a... a rather sizable flask is embedded in one of the uh, piles of gold. Inside, what, what looks like to be this glowing goldish liquid that has something that draws you to it. And along the top of the uh, the top of the flask, you notice what looks like to be the design of the brothers uh, symbol. Yeah. As interesting as that is, it's not what we're here for. Mm-mm. Nope, not today. <laughs> the alchemist in her is like, but, uh. <laughs> but no, shiny. Holly, as you look around in your investigation, you find something kind of interesting. You find what looks like to be this large scythe-like weapon made out of what looks like to be an infusion of adamantine and gold. She's looking at it like, mm. and then notice, she just kind of takes a step back. <laughs> you also notice on the large blade is that of a raven symbol, and alongside it, with what looks like to be the spines of a dragon, a the very. This is probably the first time that you've ever seen that the Raven Queen symbol has ever been adjusted as well. She does lean in to get a closer look, not touching it, but kind of like looks over all the details of it. You kind of lean over closer. I need you to make me a dexterity check, please. Oh. Awesome. A three? <laughs> as Does that pass? You try and get close, and as you look and see, this is a familiar weapon. Something from a recent vis uh, vision had given way to the image of this thing. This is a weapon during the war of Avalon wielded by what could have been. Malthazar. However, as you had to bend down to get a closer look, your knee gives way and you slip on a pile of gold and you face plant into the ground. <sighs> Take four oh, points no. of bludgeoning damage. Okay. I Whoa. thought the room was going to explode. Just <laughs> right away. We all, we all just hold stock still just like... Huh. Holly, yeah. okay? Yeah, a yeah. giant pile of gold just sloshes over. <laughs> I, uh, uh, I'm apparently getting old and my knee gave out. I don't, yeah. I've never felt like that before. It was such a weird position <laughs> that it just like. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Trying so hard yeah. not to touch it that I messed my body up. I'm All still right. looking for a scroll though. 
Roloy. Yeah. As you're beginning to look around, you take note that there is a small, almost uh, raised desk area, if, if you will, with what looks like to be piles of books and scrolls and various other ancient knowledge that sits upon it. Oh, I will walk up to the desk and I'll see if I can find some titles of these books. Make me... Uh, actually, what is your investigation? Uh, investigation is... 17. Uh, 17, passively. Yeah. You go through many of these books, uh, like, as you're trying to find titles and stuff like that. However, these are all tone books. They don't really carry a title on top of them. Uh, hmm. Some of the scrolls and books do have symbols, if you will. Uh, you see some that of the knowing... Uh, the uh, God, sorry, I have to look up Ayun, if you will. <laughs> mm. uh, you see a couple of images uh, that are the symbol of Ayun. Uh, you also notice one book in particular, um, this very heavy set tome, and uh, its pages are a little familiar as they kind of look like the same material or the same visage of the ship. They look like the night sky as you're looking dead on it. And then on top with what looks like to be these massive stars that kind of line it. Interesting. Winry. Mm-hmm. There are various items uh, and all things that glitter right now is like gold and deep down that draconic bloodline God, you wish this was your horde. Oh, I wish it was mine, yeah. but it's not mine. It's not mine. It's not mine. Don't take anything. It's not mine. As you begin to walk, you see with what looks like to be this glorious staff. A very thin, almost, uh, almost goldish looking staff that kind of stretches out and then has this bit of a flared end at the top. And it just emanates power. Uh, don't touch. Don't touch it. Don't touch it. Don't touch it. If I touch it, I'm probably going to kill everybody. If you touch it, I'll ground you. <laughs> I don't want to be grounded. Not on my own ship. Let me ask you something. Do you really want it? 
do you really, really, really want it? There's that draconic itch in the back of her mind that she is going to have to try very hard to suppress. When Ray, am I for the pick you up? For the sake uh, of the argument. For the sake <laughs> of the argument, make me a wisdom check. Oh boy. Oh if she boy. said please, Cotton will pick her up. That's a six. Yeah, picking you up. <laughs> Unfortunately, you're on the other side of the room. Because I didn't know where anyone was, to be honest yeah, with you. Everyone's kind of split off uh, into okay. your own investigation. And as you look at it, you are kind of like Abu in Latin, oh, no. staring at that <laughs> glorious staff. Abu, no! <laughs> <laughs> and as you go to reach out it is like trying to touch the one ring and <laughs> before you hear shouting near the top of one of the piles of gold I think I found it and you, <gasps> you immediately snap back anyone else hear the Jumanji drums getting louder yeah. <laughs> when, yeah. when, t- when we tucks her hands under her under her freaking arm she's like oh god I'm not leaving cotton side ever again <laughs> <laughs> Munger, give me strength. As on top of one of the many piles of gold, you see what looks like to be this rather thick scroll, and on it is these pure blood red wax seals, ten of them as they span across the entirety of the scroll. As you all kind of gather around Zara. Alright. How much you want to bet that's also a trap? Or trapped? I imagine everything is a trap in a place like this. Yeah, getting out of here is probably not going to be as easy as just pick it up and go. Well, I imagine the first option is grab it and run. Does anyone have a sack that we can fill with gold to stick in its place? Or an offering? Or I mean, I so. I have some gold. I don't know if it's a sack. I have a hundred. Uh, I, I have... Winry will probably fish around in her wallet. I got 78. I've got a book. What about the book we found? Oh, it's a different book. I'd rather take that with us. Take the book with us? The the one that we found? I'd yeah, rather the, take yeah. that with us. Yeah, the one that I found under the bench. Yep, yeah, I've got yeah. a different book. Okay, so... Maybe a few of us already leave this room, and then the one that has to take it needs to run, so that way we don't all probably get hit with something. Okay. Wait, we all just grab one thing and then leave, and it'll trigger the trap. No. Just, uh, just the scroll. I like that plan. No. Just the scroll. Because so we're already going to have at least probably one endless mad at us. I don't think we need more. Oh, nuts. Yeah, I'm... Eh, I, I, I'm not feeling so great in this room here. 
she will probably be eyeing another golden item. <laughs> just, very well. Very well. <laughs> nope. <laughs> I'm trying not to. Just, everything's Let's so just shiny. take the scroll and run. Well, I don't know who's fastest, but your father's going to kill us. Do we even know this is the right one? Well, did it, does anything else in here look like it could be related to the ten gods? I mean, it's a scroll with ten seals on it. I guess, yeah. I just don't want to open it and find out it's like a recipe for a peanut butter sandwich or something. Listen, if it's wrapped up like that, it's a damn good peanut butter sandwich. <laughs> Alright. Peanut butter sandwich of the gods. Is there anything else around it that looks like it would? <laughs> Eric, are you going to be okay? <laughs> I think Roloid's going to be the death of you. <laughs> <laughs> Again, it's just like, I've played with Leonhard for two years, the dichotomy of these fucking characters. <laughs> continue, continue, continue. Good. Is there anything else around it that might seem like otherwise, like, it might be that scroll, or is it just, it's this? There are various items within this room that bear the mark and symbols of uh, any of the gods or treasures. Um, hell, there are gold pieces that are probably from an age that has long passed. However, this, this is, is the only one with symbols on it, all of them? Yeah. This is the one that is extremely unique. Unless Sara has another idea, I think it's grab and run. I mean, if you want to try leaving an offering that can't help or can't hurt, it's not like we're not going to get gold somewhere else. Yeah, I mean, I'll put half of mine in fifty gold pieces. Yeah. Uh, I can I can pitch in fifty, but after that, ugh. I can give him 50. As you see that there is a slight realization on her face, an idea has come across. And she looks towards a lot of you. What if all of you just leave with the spell? I mean, that's the plan. And you stay here? I mean, I'm not exactly sure if it will matter. By the time all of you leave, I probably won't be here anyways. You mean going back to your timeline? Or it could be that with us taking the scroll, it eliminates her timeline. Oh. Um, Wait. I, if yes. we do this, you won't exist. Not this version of her. And you're fine with that? As you see, she goes and kind of just sits on the pile for a bit and like looks towards the lot of you. It's not exactly great where I was.
be honest, I don't know what's going to happen as soon as we leave this room. If I stay... Probably. If I stay, consider that an offering. Pretty hefty one. But why do we have to offer you if... We're offering her to save her. Yeah, Cotton's looking very conflicted right now. This is this is her kid, so it's like, what? No. (laughs) Of course. Yeah. This is. um, This looks like to be a treasure of immense power and and importance. The mission was to get the scroll, and for you all to hold it and maintain it. My job here is done. My message is sent. But Cotton, I I think it's... I think it's up to you, Cotton. No, it's not up to me. Well, I I mean... If you want to say anything. But... If us grabbing it is going to make this whole place collapse anyways, then why would you have to stay and probably deal with the pain of this collapsing on you? We don't know what will happen once you walk past that door. All the more reasons to why would you have to stay in here? I really had to blame father for this, but I think that might be a gamble I'm willing to <laughs> willing to take. You're gonna get your dad slapped, and he's not even gonna know why. Already kicked him in the shins. Why not? You sure you're just gonna leave it at the shins, Venry? You've seen my hands. Besides. I come bearing two other magnificent treasures to leave behind. I don't imagine that's a price unworthy to gods. Roy sort of scratches his chin. That would mean that two identical magical items exist in the same timeline. Or once I'm gone, they won't. I don't really have to make a decision. That's right. I suppose the whole timeline would collapse after that. I'm assuming it would have to. You're going to have a paradox situation. I mean, we've already got two Kling hexes sitting too close to each other right now. Wendry will wave up, will raise up her hand and gesture. That one's already different from this one. And I don't know how different the daydream is, but... You knew this would probably have to go this way, and you didn't tell me on purpose. There's nothing for it, then. 
Cotton's being made to walk away from her kid again! <laughs> but if what you're saying is true, and we managed to kind of fix this, the not-so-nice future you're in doesn't go that way, hopefully. Your dad has a chance at living. suppose at some point in any which way a child will one day pay back their parents for the life they were given that's true this is mine <sighs> there's not much else she can say but she just kind of like gives her a hug anyway because she's realized she's made up her mind anyway. She's not going to talk her out of it. You're as stubborn as your dad, you know that? At least as I am now. Yeah. For making this too long of a goodbye, alright. All right. Go. Yep. Here, uh, I'll, I'll take the scroll. At least if I have my hands on this, I won't grab anything else on the way out. I think it would be safest in your bag of holding. Yep. Uh, uh, ro uh roll light, Holly, somebody, uh, can you help me hold this thing open? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, as you go and, uh, pull open the bag of holding as carefully as you dislodge this large scroll... And you place it within. Go ahead and add to your inventory. Scroll of the Endless. Ooh. Ah, uh, scroll of the Endless. Uh, hold on, I'm looking for it. Uh, it's not an actual item. Item. I will. I know. I thought it was a custom. I thought it was a custom item for you. So I'll just I'll yeah. just make a placeholder for now. Okay. As she looks towards all of you as you place the item into the bag. It's not a goodbye. I know. Just getting really tired of walking away from my kid. <laughs> I don't think you've ever walked away. So you know. Yeah. I am proud of you. Look at what you're doing, messing with time, just like I guess your uncle. But she's like, we're still getting used to saying that. <laughs> As you see, she kind of resting on that pile. See as all of you begin to slowly shuffle away. Roy will stay back for just a brief moment. Okay. 
Cotton's has to move away or she won't leave. <laughs> Uh, when Wenry is close on Cotton's heel, she can't risk reaching out for anything else. You're holding on to your bag. <laughs> I'm, I'm holding tight to the bag, just like, both hands on the bag, both hands on the bag. Yep. Alright, as all of you are shuffling your way out, Rolla, as you stand to look back at Zara. I am sorry that I after this terrible burden on you. This isn't a terrible burden. It was a choice that even you wanted me to not take. I was quite adamant about it. Hmm. You trusted me with the past, so that way I can help you with your future. I'm not sure what this action will encompass, but you... You will survive. No matter the hardships, no matter the pain, no matter the distance. Shockingly, that doesn't comfort me as much as I thought it would. Still, I will make the most of what you've shown and given to us. One last thing. My sister, Phoebe, did you ever meet her? Persuasion. Not bad. Eighteen. Yes. I see. If you can't tell me any more than that, I understand. Sorry. Okay. As you see that there is a nod, see as you have to walk away knowing that that's the end. As you all reach towards the door and its threshold. Is you all go to cross it. As the moment splits in between, the figure that is known as Zara, as she stands atop the piles of gold and treasures. begins to fade as she relinquishes the blades as they turn to dust and stars as the lot of you in hand have these 
have a scroll. And the power of their knowledge that dwells within it. And that Wood. sound of water that uh -oh. Cotton and Winry had heard before. Remember how we said we'd have to run? As okay, somebody carry me. I can't run that fast. <laughs> As you notice that the long hole that reaches towards that diocese is now filled with water as they're pouring downwards into the pews. Yep, yep, time to run. Move. And Cotton will pick you up, Henry. <laughs> yeah. Onward. And all of you, as you're beginning to run, I need you all to make dexterity saving throws. Oh, boy. 14. Oh, uh, it very nearly landed on a 20. I hit a 4. <laughs> I rolled the same thing twice. It's a 14. But I'm carrying you, so... Um... Let's save, let's save. Not good, not good. Listen, worst case scenario is just take this bag and go. No, okay, didn't 17. <laughs> 17? What's all these? It didn't go through. One second. 14. I'm going Same to use days. one of my uses of coronal shift to give Winry a reroll. Thank you. Okay. And I landed on a one. I'm oh, carrying no. you. Does it matter? Uh, <laughs> mainly because she's not do trying I twist to get my, hit. Do I twist uh, my ankle on the way out? How? No. I'm carrying you! <laughs> okay. okay, I'll bonk my head. <laughs> Don't worry, I've got my horns. Owie. Cotton just, out of so, instinct, just throws you on her back and she can run on all four, you know? <laughs> That's a lot of dice. Yeah. As all of you are fleeing from this temple in every effort to avoid, you notice that the temple is beginning to... I called it. As large pillars begin to fall apart as you notice that it's not just that this feeling of the various uh, emotions that kind of permeate and the water kind of proceeding in. You notice that it is the smell of salt water. It's sinking. The whole fucking island is sinking. Cotton pulls her hood up just in case. <laughs> As the whole lot of you are chasing yourselves out of this temple and suddenly having yourselves up to about a knee high's worth of water. Uh, Who's knee high? Because we're all varying heights. <laughs> <laughs> uh, about Holly knee high. <laughs> knee high. Uh, so for some of you, shin high. And as more stones begin to fall and crumble, excuse me, while I do some math. Math and listen, D &D? Just, just knock a couple racks on my head and knock me out. Thunk. Thunk. <laughs> uh.
as one large pillar in particular, as it begins to as it begins to fall, you notice that Winry Cotton is not going to make it if she if she isn't kicked forward. She has a hood that lets her breathe underwater if she gets caught. I would like you to know that. <laughs> it's not so much that, it, because it's still up to about your shins for you. But you don't immediately notice this large pillar as it comes barreling down. And as but such... Winry does? Yeah. Okay. Almost instinctively, as you kick off from her, as she is thrusted forward, you are hit with that large pillar as various boulders and bricks hit you. Everyone else... Okay. Everyone else is uh, taking half damage. But in this scenario, you're taking the full damage. Yep. 36 points of bludgeoning damage. Oh, I'm down. Uh, Cotton's going right back to get you. (laughs) As you're just knocked in the head as you fall into the water and you see as she's just floating there. Yeah, no, Cotton immediately turn around and grab her. Uh, before you turn around and grab her, Raloy is going to touch her back, and from the Ring of Spellstorm, he's going to cast Haste. Thank you! <laughs> yep. As you just glide through the heavy water as you're wading through it, and you just go and pick her up, and then turn around and begin to run forward again. As I need... <laughs> Cotton to make a uh, another dexterity saving throw because you had to go back. Ugh. You have advantage. Uh, my dice disappeared. Hold on. <laughs> it fell. Hold on. Doesn't matter, I'm failing both of them. What's your roll? Because my rolls are suck. Uh, I can use my last use of Chronal Shift to let you re-roll that. Okay, thank you. 14. Or 14. Why do I keep rolling the same thing? Alright. 14? I rolled two 14s before, I rolled two 14s again! Alright. You are taking 21 points and she's gone. bludgeoning damage. Half. Uh-huh. Uh, even half? I had 13 points left. 21 half is... Get you down to. Do you want to 10. count it as 10 or 11? 10. So you would have at least three hit points left. Oh, shit. Okay. Yeah. As you are hit in behind your leg, almost like getting a Charlie horse, and you drop into the water a bit before speeding back up and then running as fast as you can, thanks to haste as well. Thank you. As <laughs> 
you manage to catch up to the rest of the party before you notice that the door is slowly beginning to close as each and every one of you passes through and noticing that the trees that were once there are all consumed by the ocean. Well, at least the ship is there. (laughs) As all of you begin to notice that the the ship is actually beginning to make its way towards all of you. And as it begins to reach towards all of you, as you're kind of just like floating there in the middle of the ocean, as you begin to see the last remnant of that temple begin to sink under the water, you notice as the ship begins to kind of pull up towards all of you, the familiar face of Mirad, awake and refreshed. And that's where we're going to go ahead and leave it. I was going to say, mm. who is, who's talking for Mirad? <laughs> Ray will! <laughs> because they're going to find out about this whole adventure later. Sitting at a hole three! Oh my gosh, you, you better send this you better send this to Ray so that they know what happened. <laughs> Don't know. Unless you'd like to, unless you'd like us to give a half-ass. Oh my God, we did this. We did this. Just look at the notes. <laughs> <laughs> Just look at the notes. I would like to let you know, Wenry, you're alive, and I'm at three points of health. We did it. <laughs> <laughs> I am. I am out. I am unconscious. <laughs> That's okay. You being unconscious means I can heal you for my full amount. <laughs> yeah. Oh, hooray! Alrighty. And with that, all of you uh, survive and gain a massive boon. Uh, we'll talk a little bit more after that, but for the sake of the argument, I think that's where we're going to go ahead and end today's session. As yeah. Hmm. <laughs> Time wizard stuff. Time wizard. <laughs> Alrighty, and with that, uh, I think it is time for us to do some quick announcements and then head on off. And then we'll figure out what the repercussions of your actions are next week. An angry Bill Tanya. <laughs> <laughs> A very angry Mirad, I'm assuming. Uh, I think as... I think his first question is, where have you been? What the hell were you guys doing? What were you thinking? Well, looks at where an island isn't now. It's going to be a little hard <laughs> to describe. <laughs> <laughs> there was an island here. Uh, God. I, a little funny adventure. I, I find it uh, very, very funny that the most dangerous living individual is Mirad, but yet they don't want anyone else living dangerously at all. <laughs> right. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Alrighty. Um, uh, oh. Uh, next week, you guys will probably notice that there will be a bit of a change for what is going on here. But... Ooh. Yeah. Well, small change. Little change. Don't worry small about change. it. Don't worry about it. <laughs> uh... With that, we're going to go ahead, do some quick announcements, go across the table afterwards, and then we'll uh, wrap up here. So, uh, first and foremost, quite luckily, I, I can say happily that I've been streaming again. I, uh, I've been putting out my stream schedule uh, every week, and I've surprisingly been keeping to it. 
Usually hey. I'm I'm pretty bad about missing a day or two. Uh, <laughs> but uh, quite luckily, I am playing... Uh, I'm probably going to be playing more Persona and Baldur's Gate. And I'm keeping my Fridays open for whatever game I feel like at the moment. So if you guys are interested in catching any of my streams... You can follow me over on Twitch slash Yarshien. I, uh, I go live at 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, uh, and all that fun stuff. Uh, also, I am still working on the, uh, the, uh, Artsy Heimel's Firearm Magazine. Um, that ha, ha, will probably- A firearm magazine. Ha 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 ha. Yeah. It, it was a it was a funny idea, and it's probably working out. Uh, the the magazine will be out on our Patreon, hopefully by the new year. As I am, I have to write for four entire subclasses. Uh, one of which I might have to remove. We'll we'll have to see. Uh, <laughs> uh, and also, 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 um. Uh, just a thorough reminder to all of you, uh, at home is that we, uh, will be off for the winter break, uh, for Christmas and, uh, and New Year's. We are filming as much as we possibly can up until, uh, up until that point, and then we'll not be back until the end of January, beginning of February next year, as we are kind of, uh, kind of, once again, dealing with a lot of the holiday seasons and everyone's schedule being so extremely busy at the beginning of the year. Uh, so, uh, busy, keep that busy, in mind busy. as we move forward uh, from there on. Uh, I guess, yeah, I think that's... Oh! Um, near the beginning of the year, however, there whilst there will be no D6, there will probably be at least one or two videos that will be uploaded on this channel by me, written by me, uh, going into detail about some of the content that we have released, uh, and also some of my feelings, especially with D&D, as to why I'm making homebrew content the way I am. Uh, so if you are, uh, if you're interested and when that content does come out, you will notice it, and it will be, uh, under the D6 Workshop moniker. So keep that in mind and keep your eyes out for that. <clears throat> All right. I think that's everything for me. I think I'm good. Hmm. Hmm. And so with that, uh, Blue, how are you now? Hi, it's Blue or Blue Cosmonauti. I play your uh, emotionally wrecked Chimera kid called Cotton. I really don't have much going on right now. I'm just trying to finish stuff up because the holidays suck when it comes to getting shit done because it just feels like... The moment you feel like you have time, it's taken up by so many obligations. <laughs> um, so yeah, I really don't have much going on. Um, and since Ray's not here, I'm just gonna bop it on over to, to Beetle. Let's go! Hey, I'm B. Um, I play Holly, your local raven chick. Uh, just trying to get through these teenage changes. Um, I'm not doing anything. I've been making Christmas cookies. I'm still Pastel Wolf over on uh, Twitter and on uh, Blue Sky. And that's it. Kicking it over to Connor. Hello, it's me, 
Distortion Devil. Most people just call me Connor, though. You can find me on Twitter, Twitch, YouTube, Blue Sky, and Tumblr at Distortion Devil. I stream Tuesdays, Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays on Twitch. Uh, be sure to check out my latest bit of D&D homebrew as well, the Fulgermancer's Spellbook as well, uh, sometime in the future. Be on the lookout for the Photomancer Spellbook, the uh, Light and Radiance Spellbook. Ooh, I like that one. Yeah. Sounds really cool. Alrighty. And uh, last but certainly not least, Kendra. Hi, everybody. Uh, I'm Kendra, known around the internet as Transient Day. I am your very much knocked out at the moment. <laughs> Tiny little dragon in a halfling body. Uh, so, while uh, not much else is going to be going on, um, as the episodes are publicly released, I will be uh, uploading the TikToks for them. So, I might be the only one who's actually doing D6 quote-unquote work while we're on the break, but it's not that hard managing the TikTok. Though, I do I do love talking to people when they're on there. Uh, if you have any questions at all, I'll be more than happy to try to answer them in attachment to the uh, TikToks. Um, of course, no spoilers, but... And, no. yeah. But, uh, yeah, that's just about it for me. Um, I got some art projects in the works, but... Uh, that that's quite a few art projects, and uh, as Blue can probably attest to it, I have a lot of works in progress and not a lot of finished pieces. That's the curse. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta finish some of them at some point. All yes, right. and I have I have one idea that I really want to release for D6, but then I've got one that I need to release on time because I'm part of an event. So, okay, anyway. fair enough. Alrighty. Well, with that being said, nothing else pressing. So, that being said, thank you all so very much for joining us and, uh, and being here with us, spending your time on us. Uh, do stay safe out there during this winter season. We love you, and as always, see you next Sunday. Good night, everybody. Bye, Bye guys. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Farewell. Thank you for listening to this episode of D6 Sandtide. Come back next week for our next episode to hear the adventure continue. Thank you all so very much. We love you. And as always, see you next Sunday. <laughs>